Welcome to Storytime with Tommy. I'm your host, Tommy Desmond, a licensed agent, licensed builder, and active real estate investor in Southeast Michigan. There are a few things I like more than having some drinks with friends and talking about real estate. And for the next hour or so, that is exactly what I intend to do. If you'd like to get a hold of me, you can do that at TommyDesmond.com. And uh, now let me allow, allow me to channel my inner Alan Daniels and state that nothing in this podcast is intended as legal advice. If you wish to apply an idea to your situation, that is on you, my friend. Seek appropriate legal counsel. I also wish to thank Jeremy Burgess, the founder of Renegade Detroit Investors, the producer of this and several other fine podcasts. Jeremy, tell us about RDI and how to get a hold of you. Hey, folks, RDI has a podcast. We almost have a show dropping every day of the week. If you're interested in any of the local meetings, go to meetup.com forward slash Renegade Detroit Investors or facebook.com forward slash Detroit Investment Club. Never miss a meeting. Thanks for tuning in. Awesome. Well, tonight is the second of 16 episodes, and I want to do something a little different. Uh, If you've been following the copious amount of content that has been getting released from the RDI Grindhouse, there's a ton of incredible interviews with some of the best in the real estate industry around Metro Detroit. Uh, Tonight, I want to change the format just a little bit to talk about something that I personally been getting a lot of questions about recently, which is working with your spouse. So, I mean, this is something that I'm hearing a lot of people talking about. And if you have met me before, Jeremy, you know, both of us are in that camp where we have a family business style scenario set up. So uh, we kind of want to get into that a little bit this evening. So we've got Jeremy's wife, Gina, with us and my wife, Katie Desmond, with us. So hello, ladies. Hello. Hi. Yes. They're, uh, they're, they're, they're having their wine and getting used to being on air. So you give them a minute. Uh, yeah, we might have already screwed up. There was a significant pre-funking section to this uh, podcast. I, I think about this, Jeremy. So we decided to bring our wives in here to get drunk and talk about all the reasons they don't want to work with us. This was an ingenious concept. It's totally valid, too. Well yeah. I was thinking about how terrible I was. I'm like, she's right. I ran through all the possible scenarios of how this could go so possibly wrong for me but (laughs) it's not that bad (laughs) in addition to our lovely brides this evening my other special guest is also in the family Uh, as some of you are aware this particular whiskey is close to my heart as back in the haze of time my family is tied to the jamesons irish (laughs) irish whiskey fame Uh, i have jamesons all over new england to this day Uh, this particular bottle that i'm drinking tonight hold on i was told i have to do this Oh, yeah. Yeah, is that there good? You, you go. like that? She do it in my mic. Yeah. Wow, we got it. We got it. <laughs> we got an hour. We'll see if that bottle's still so there. This particular yeah. bottle is the uh, the 12-year Special Reserve, and it was originally called the 1780, which was in reference to the year that the Jamesons had their original distillery, which before it was Jamesons, uh, on the Bow Street Distillery in Dublin. It was built by uh, the wife, the cousin of the wife of John Jameson. Which, who actually her name was Margaret and Margaret Haig, and they run the Dimple. I don't know if you're if you're a whiskey guy, you might be aware of the Dimple Pinch whiskeys. They've got the the cool little bottles that got the little curves on the side. Probably not. No, but uh, it's a, it's a Diageo product, so I'm sure Rabinowitz would love it very Sorry, much. Sorry, Jeff, but it's a pretty classic. It's a classic dram. Um, so the Jamesons didn't actually take over the facility and start making it the Jamesons Distillery until 1810. But uh, this particular bottle is supposed to be in honor of the original date of the founding of the distillery, which was 1780. So, um, you know, the, the, it, 
whiskey itself, I mean, there's a big difference. A lot of people drink scotch primarily, and I do like scotch quite a bit. But Irish whiskey is a little bit different in that they use uh, raw barley as well. They mix it together with the the, the toasted malt, malted barley. So it kind of creates a smoother flavor. It's a little less smoky. They also don't smoke it with peat, which if you're not super go. My wife is about to try it. She does not even normally drink whiskey. Oh, no, I don't know. Come on, give it a shot. Third time ever. Third, Third time? time ever. Wow. You married in. What do you think? <laughs> that face. Great, great facial expression. Mm. Tastes just like our wedding <laughs> <laughs> It tastes like our wedding night. That was the second time. Tastes like been. anger and disappointment. <laughs> Irish as fuck. <laughs> So overall, I mean, Jameson's is the third largest whiskey distillery in the world, and uh, they pump out tons and tons of it all over the all over the planet. So uh, anyway, this is what I'm rolling with tonight. And my friends here, what are you drinking, my dear? Yeah. Melbeck? Gascon? Gascon. Gascon. Or- Hold the bottle it's up an- to the video, too, oh, so they can show see everybody. It. Argentinian yeah. Melbeck. It's an Argentine. That's right. Argentine. For the most part, we do uh, South American wines. That's yeah, they're really what you good. Like Chilean and Argentine. They're not. They're not very smooth. Mm. I don't think. I don't know. Drier. I don't know the proper term. Is that the mm. official term? I think they're like they have more of an after. We're not very good with sweet wines because we drink too much of it. It's not <laughs> a sweet wine. Be like no. trying to get drunk on Bailey's. That it's, would hurt. Yeah, no, it wouldn't it's really not get the job done. <laughs> they usually have currants and some kind of berry. Well, whatever they got laying around in the hills. Blackberry. There you go. There you go. Dark cherry. And I have a uh, cup of, is this French press? <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's a French press it's of. Colombian Supremo. Supremo mm-hmm. from Hazano at Nine Mile in, in Ferndale, East this is Nine where the Mile. Pitch comes in. Yeah, this is great. This Columbia is great coffee. Good, but have you had Guatemalan? Oh, yes, yeah. there is They're a out to Guatemalan Antigua, one Daddy of my favorites. Yes, that is the best ever. Yes, is, uh, he, Frank, if you're listening to this. trying to get me to just start drinking his coffee because they have, you know, whatever comes in the machine here at the office it's at Dog Williams, Royal Oak. Awful. And uh, there, there came a certain point where he actually slapped the coffee out of my hand <laughs> and he's like, I can't let you do that, bro. <laughs> and nope. then he brought me into his office and he's like, this is what you're drinking yes. now. No, I watched the whole thing on the Guatemalan coffee. It's a very tiny. There's only like two mm-hmm. people. Or two companies or whatever that produce it, and it's my favorite. We should buy it all. Yes, that's next real estate deal. We just buy all of the Guatemala whatever coffee. Whatever magic is there in that part of the world, it's my favorite coffee. I do love it. No, that's not the coffee where like they make the animals eat it and no. crap it back. No, 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 nope. no. Nope. Okay. that's something else. Yeah, because we get normal. it cheap. I imagine that'd be expensive no, if somebody it's do that. Normal coffee production, yeah. but it's just it tastes the best. Now, okay. am I am I a bad person if I actually can't really tell the difference? No, no. you can no. Bro. I don't know. <laughs> Between Dunkin' Donuts. And there and you have Mazzotta. it. You, you can, can tell the difference. You can. When I give I can, you mine, you're like, oh, that's real. That is good. You're like, yeah. Yeah. Well, you also put real cream in it, too. Yes. Yeah, real cream. I don't yes. normally have that. Not I even half and half. Black. Nope. No, I Not here. I just drink it cream. black. They have no. that like powdered creamer, which no. I can't Mm-mm. tolerate. No, at home, no. I buy real cream. I don't even know why. It just makes me mentally angry about it. Yeah, I distress. Just doesn't taste good. No, it doesn't. It's awful. On a side note, I don't want to get too bogged down, but if you go to Hazano in Ferndale, East Nine Mile, and you get, if you manage to get yourself a bag of the uh, Antigua, the Guatemala Antigua, do it as a pour over. Yes, it is. It's it's a great French press, but it is a amazing pour, like life changing pour over. It's so good. A pour over, not a Mister Coffee. 
Is that no. where it's like you got the little yeah, triangle the coffee and you yeah, pour you things pour the into water it? Through. It's an excellent pour over. This is incredible. I don't. I, I don't even know. This is too hipster for me. I don't know what this is. It's delicious. Don't pour blame the hipsters. Not hipster. Yeah. It was around before hipsters. I will have to try. You just. Oh, that was the most hipster thing you could say. You just said something was more <laughs> hipster did, yeah. than hipsters. I have no around. idea what hipster then is. Well, that's what a hipster oh God, is. So that's cool. funny. <laughs> I am not in skinny you're jeans. Proto, you're proto. You're proto. You're better than hipsters. You're what hipsters want to be. Yeah. I'm too old. You're. You're a yoga instructor who knows all this stuff. Yeah. No, you win. That's awesome. Yeah. I guess that was a pretty good segue, actually, because now bad. we all know the premise of this podcast, and we all know what everybody here is. Is it getting is. hot in here? Yeah. Is it getting hot in here? <laughs> Shall I take off? I wanted to hear Gina tell a story about how we moved out to Detroit. She started before we started oh, no. recording, and it was good. No. I liked it. This is, according to Jeremy's, you know, his, his style here that he's developed over like a million different interviews, yeah. it's origin story first. <laughs> so, so feel free to start. It's yeah. time to no, deploy you your origin story, you Gina. First. So how did, how did this happen? How did you, what happened to him? How did this, this occur? That's a great question. That's how big. did you meet Jeremy and end up in Detroit? Okay. Brief and concise. No. Be no. long-winded. That's how we like the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we got an hour to kill, baby. We and we got plenty of booze. Yeah, yeah. we got time. Oh, and look at this beautiful Excellent. dish of food you made, yes. too. So I wish you could all see. It's wonderful. <laughs> it's a beautiful charcuterie board. Um, <laughs> let's see. How did we meet? We met because my sister worked with his roommate in college. Um, they, My sister and Jason worked at the shock physics department, and then... Jeremy and Jason had lots of gathering potluck monthly. I think they were monthly. I even started cooking back then. We <laughs> gathering did. potluck. Yeah. That's how you lured and it yeah, in back then. Did. Food. He did. Lured yeah. them all in. Um, like flies to shit. I said to get the honeys. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, I wasn't invited, but then one month it was my house. And so I helped my sister prep it all up. And then I had to go to work because I was taught at the university. And came home and they were just exiting. And I was hey, hi. And then the next month was December. And they invited me. Apparently, they didn't realize that I lived with Andrea, my sister. And so we went and we started chatting over the table. And he was kind of funny and everything. And then I forgot about him totally. (laughs) And then my sister graduated. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, at her graduation party, we were having this big spread at my house. And he refused to come. He didn't even pick up the phone. We left like four or five messages. And he didn't even come, which was fine because he was very prickly then i uh, yeah extremely yeah. Wait, he was prickly, prickly. more more ornery and prickly than he is now wow yes. good lord Very i didn't difficult. answer the phone back then nope not well, at all it wasn't any money you on the other had to leave pretty much several messages. funny how that works yeah you had to leave messages and then or page him no no there was no paging <laughs> uh he didn't have a cell phone wow. he refused cell phones yeah um anyway so Andrew, my sister moved and then she was like oh Hey guys, like check in with her sometime. Make sure she has a friend because apparently I can't make friends. And um, fill the water bowl. Make sure the food's topped yeah, off. Yeah, exactly. Just, you know, check in once a week. So I started coming over. Clean the litter out, box. Supposedly to kind of date his roommate, but oh. his roommate kind of had somebody else, which is good. Um, and they're married. And Whom they're, they're married? Awesome. Yeah. Well, there you go. And they're totally awesome. And so I started hanging out with him out on the deck and having chats and conversations and going dancing and just being friends. And then. All of a sudden, he was like, yep, you're it. That's pretty much how it went. That's pretty yep. much how it goes. Right? And then yeah. we, we got married. And then one day, one day, he, he came home from work and was like, yep, yeah. oh, let's move to Detroit. So you were married before you moved here? Yes. Okay. 
That's was, that was a hell of a transition. That oh. was a pretty good sales pitch. Hey, guess what? We're leaving Detroit. It didn't did go like that. We came and we visited first. Most of our life is kind of that way, though. It's like, make a decision and go. Yeah. So My general philosophy, and I'm trying to improve this, is <laughs> we've been talking about it for 30 seconds. Why don't we just fucking do it? You know. And I realize that's maybe not the best way to do everything. I'm more so. like, really? let's research for a week or two. Uh, we could just do it. We could have it done by now. But there was a, there was a more elaborate sales pitch, but... It was extremely abbreviated. So, and then he just, you know, grabbed onto my hair, threw me in the U-Haul, and here we went. Yeah, it was pretty bad. No, you got to tell the whole story. Like we, we were buying houses. We were buying. You got to tell the whole, we were buying houses. So we spent all our did money it? rehabbing houses. Yeah. Did have, you already have? No, houses we were. Here? Yeah, we were in like, Pullman. I mean, people don't pick Detroit out of a hat yeah. just because of no. the, the scenic no. vistas. Okay, okay, okay. Remind okay. people no, what year it was. Ago. Yeah, right. Like okay, so two thousand and six. Two thousand and six. We've been investing in Detroit. We came out for a workshop. We spent a beautiful amount of time in the Rensen. It was awesome. We went around. It was great. We moved home. We started investing. And back we home had or yep, here. Here, uh, here. investing here, here in Detroit, properties but you were in still living. while living back in Washington. Okay, and so you you were the poor outside <clears throat> investor that was getting duped into putting property money no, in no, no, Detroit no, 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 back no, no, no. then. Well, yes, we did get yes. raped by our general <laughs> okay, contractor, but at least we bought in good <laughs> neighborhoods for the nice. most part. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I was trying to be nice. Well, no, because I just that's a recurring thing that you hear a lot about people that come from out of the area to invest in Detroit, and they don't really know what's happening on the ground here, and they get taken for a little bit of a ride. What we decided after trips back and forth and back, it was we needed to actually be here mm-hmm. well those early days did you see success and there was like we need to go or 2006 just... is a different planet it was totally yeah. different planet. That's what i mean like yeah. you were like totally. we yes need to it go. was awesome yeah it was awesome yeah. so, i was interjection here mm-hmm. i literally we had so much success so quick so early i thought i was like some real estate genius yeah. i didn't realize i was riding the very tippy top yeah. of a wave mm-hmm. about ready to totally <laughs> crash down i'm like man i got this shit down man yeah let's go genius. all in push all the chips in yeah. so yep. yeah so well, also as, no a, as a side note he's in the middle of uh well he's now complete reviewing shift on the RDI right. podcast. Now I know. So you know that now. if you have not looked in, if you're unaware of what Shift is, then I would look at the other RDI podcast for his review of the book Shift by Gary Keller because this will uh, make all of these concepts make a lot more sense yes. going into it, especially young, where we're at now. You were just out of college and you just you came into money. I was really. not young or just out of college. Well, but Closer. Well, she wasn't coming out of college. She was, was coming out of teaching at college. The college. She was the instructor. <laughs> you guys were still young, and this was very fast, yeah, I was quick, very, quick yes. fast money. Yeah. Yes, it was. Yeah. So, really fast. So we decided, yeah. hey, we need to move to Detroit because then we won't have to keep going out there to make sure mm-hmm. we aren't being yeah. taken advantage of and on and on. Eye on it. So I think he said, let's move. And I said, okay, what's your timeline? And he was like, how about next week? And I was like, I have to replace myself at the university. No. Well, you um, had a pretty active position there. Yeah. I mean, you were. So I was assistant director at university recreation. It was awesome. You were. I mean, you were running a pretty not, large you're, yoga yeah, you're program. You're not explaining right? exactly oh. how awesome it yoga was. Yoga program, massage program, physical therapy. Yeah, you're talking about a six-figure position. Personal that was very training. high profile. That mm-hmm. was a big deal to leave. You were, you were in control of a lot of people. You Maybe. had staff. You know. I had staff-ish. Yeah. So she see her business card. She was well-loved. Yes. Yep. Everybody loved her. She managed. I really liked it. Over over a hundred students. Wasn't between everything. It was a lot of students. It was a lot. Yeah. And that in charge of big shit. Yeah. That was something that uh, then you gave up to go after the entrepreneurial real estate. I did. I put in my resignation in November, and we moved in May. 
I was part of the search committee to replace myself. Awkward, yeah. but fun. Had to be a little weird, right? Yeah, a little weird. And yeah, then we got a U-Haul <laughs> and we put How everything in How did we get it. the U-Haul? You knocked the guy out and took his truck. <laughs> no. no. Oh, it was just a guess. <laughs> how, do, how do we get the U-Haul, Jim? That, that was a safe guess. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. It was, it was some... You don't remember? No. Nope. We put it on three credit cards. Oh, that's oh, right. Oh, okay. Now she remembers. Yes, yeah. now I remember. <laughs> and, and we had to take in. She was trying to forget that. No, I was. To pay for the fucking gas to get the U-Haul across. <laughs> she had this enormous thing of change. I don't know how many years <laughs> she had been saving. Since she was 12. We had several projects going on, and we got ass raped by this contractor a couple times. So we were like all in on stuff. We had maxed out credit cards, everything. So she had this enormous thing of change. I was like, because how are we going to pay for gas? I'm like, what do you mean? And this is my thinking back then, my planning. Are you credit Just card and gas? Go. Like, no, there's no more. Like, there is no more. We got to refi. Empty. Yeah, we got to sell these houses and refi. credit cards are maxed. <laughs> so we literally with four cats. Four cats. In uh, the biggest U-Haul truck they have. Stuffed to the brim. Smells like pee. Yep. Four <laughs> cats. And we drove. They had a litter box. <laughs> oh. Snuck the animals in because we stay in a hotel every night. Yeah. We'd sneak well, the animals in. quiet. The middle of the night. Right. You do not know my cats. They I don't. I've never heard They're more yeah. like elephants. <laughs> <laughs> and showed up in Detroit broke four yep. and a half days later. Oh, even better story. We moved in. We moved all our stuff in in the condo that we thought we were going to move into. Oh, yeah. So all our stuff is in a storage unit down there. And then we go stay in a hotel for six months. Because the market crashed and our finances fell through. 2006. So the market crashed Seven. right when you got here then. Yep. Pretty much. So we Good got times. here in May of 2007. And by yep. June, there were problems. And by July, the crash had happened. Wow. By August, we were Overnight, broke. Overnight. We broke, were like, yeah. whoa. Yeah. Whoa, what just how are we gonna pay for the hotel? Yeah. That was fun. a good question. Yeah. It was always it's fun good. every always, week. Always. Well, Side stories to all these <laughs> pussies who give me shit about cold calling doesn't work. Oh, it does. We had this one property <laughs> under contract still. <laughs> we got such a good price that even as the crash was happening, it was the one thing we could still sell, but we hadn't even closed on it. We're like, how the fuck are we gonna sell this? So our bright idea was to get on creative real estate online, CRE online download a list of all the RIAs in America and then we pick states where with the highest medium home values we just started dialing down the list until we sold it. It, it took weeks <laughs> to sell one, but we found this one guy named Scott mm-hmm. in California. It's like back in the game, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Selling shitty Detroit houses over the phone to fuckers in California. I wonder what Scott's doing now. Actually, I bought that house back and sold it a second time. Nice. He went through bankruptcy and I bought it back a second time for less than I sold it to him. So nice. it didn't work out so good for Scott either. It did not, no. Yeah. It worked out great for me. I got to sell that fucking thing twice. <laughs> well, give us some time. I'm sure it's going to be more than that. Yeah, we'll see if we had a third time. 15481 Ardmore. You remember? There you have it, everybody. Oh, yes. If you get that, put it under contract. Send it to my way. It. I'm going to do it one more time. Of course, he wants a really property. good price on it because he, he knows. <laughs> so. That was our first one. It was 1460 we thought, right? Uh, 1436. Okay, never mind. I guess I don't remember. That was pretty close. close. It was yeah, close, though. I put the numbers up. I thought I remembered. It's It was it was, it was damn close. So, I mean, and then, so who, when you guys were working together, what was, how did you break it out? Like, how did you, I mean, you were, you were a team, obviously. So who did what? How did you decide that? How did you set the boundaries? How did you? Oh, no. Jeremy's laughing. Everybody's laughing and looking weird. I'm so. always interested in how Gina, because now I know how I look. And I, back then I was oblivious. I literally thought everybody else was just fucking lazy. 
I didn't think there was something like not everybody wrong else with was you? just general Patton <laughs> reincarnated. <laughs> whatever, right? Just whatever and throwing things. Whatever you want to call this, right? I literally just thought everybody else Patton was lazy. Like so yeah, smoking like six cigars a day, wearing the helmet. It was more. It was more. It was, it like was more. Eight, more Churchill. More Churchill like. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that, that was your states without the side. booze. Without the booze. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Basically. So we moved in this. Uh, we ended up getting this house sub two over on the east side. So we took it subject to um, the mortgage. So we just had her deed it to us. We started making the payment on it over on the east side, and that was pretty rough too. Nice. We got uh, nice. we got broken into multiple times. So we got introduced multiple to Detroit times. on the east side. Fucking animals. So wait, and, you gotta explain like where you came from. Like was what was the type of neighborhood you came from? Leave your door College. unlocked, that kind of thing. Like, yeah. walk well, everywhere. Like from the woods, right? Like, you're woods people. Yeah. The Pacific yeah, Northwest not. out in the, Seattle? You know. Well, like huh? in our heads. Maybe. I guess if you're from Jersey, yeah, it all yeah. Kind of you like get, It's a sliding scale, okay? Yeah. <laughs> we have a backyard bigger that can accommodate more stamp. than two okay. chairs. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Like a whole bonfire. So, like, that's not where you, you didn't grow up in Detroit, so that's no. not. No. What you were yeah. used to. It was to. a culture shock. So yeah, you exactly. need to harden up a little bit. Exactly. Yeah. We came we came a little so when soft. When did you get your first gun? No, we came oh, with no, guns. Oh no, we came with <laughs> so we shot Not deer. That soft. Yeah, we shot deer in Washington. We yeah. came with guns. Yeah. Um that was our meat. In Just Washington. Not so, burglars. Anyway. Yeah. Not burglars. Yeah. No, yeah. no people. I did not people. Allegedly discharge a firearm in the city of Detroit. Um I had to you go to court. Have seen them running. It's I had so to, funny. Yeah, I actually did that. They don't like that when you do that, by nope. the way. Really? No, they don't. I think that's the And point. if you're white, they actually do call the cops, and the cops actually come. So yeah. uh, I don't recommend doing that, by the way. As what? A, no, in no. general, shooting off firearms in the city of Detroit, let's Man, just say that that's, that's a bad thing. <laughs> and Ooh, don't do it. They were stealing and breaking in. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's your stuff. Right? No, it was my it's the nope. house next door. Next oh, door. well, whatever. It was your neighbor's stuff. I was bitter, man. I'd had my houses raped enough that I'd, I'd caught a thief. Yeah. And I, I, I was going to have some fun with it. So. Yeah. Vigilante. Yeah. And the funny part Something. is, this is how I found out <laughs> that Gina argues with cops, by the I way. I do. I do. I don't I argue like, with anyone. Shut the fuck up. Except, except the, police. the police. Oh, my God. She would not be quiet. Oh, now you show up. You know? <laughs> Being shitty to this sergeant who could take me away for a fucking felony. Right? Oh yeah, where were you, where were you when they're breaking into our house? Now you show. It's because we're white. You're like Jesus. I did not say that. Yes, you I did. did. Not. No, I did not. No, she Gina did. doesn't think. No, so. we might have to edit this one. <laughs> <laughs> edit, 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 edit. We're leaving this one in. So, all right. I did not. How do we say di- that. how do we divide the? You didn't actually say how you divided it up. Yeah. You just talked about shooting yeah. the neighbors. <laughs> well, so was, how, how did you decide? Like, you, all right, they what, didn't, put it this way: What does the business look like? They didn't decide. Just tell me what you <laughs> well, did, and tell me what you did, and what you thought no one else did. Yeah. What yeah. was? The, what did the business look like at that time? So, I was trying to figure out what to do because my previous model was buy, fix, rent, and either flip on hard money to another investor. Or refi and get the cash out. Mm-hmm. And when the market crashed, it started in July 2007. But by August 2007, it was like nosedive down. So I didn't know what to do. I knew I had to start selling for cash, but I didn't have a good plan. But to who, for what, doing what? That was my idea. I was like, well, other other people will see. My idea was other people will see the value here, especially if we go after. And this is what Gene and I talked about. Like. All right, what about states like Washington where you can buy a postage stamp for half a million dollars? 
look, you can buy a house for twenty five thousand. You're talking about within the Detroit city limits. You're talking not about sell, finding this Detroit market and, and whoring it out to like the rest Detroit. of America. That was exactly yeah. it. because a lot of I mean a lot of what happened in Detroit, we got it first. So mm-hmm. I mean a lot of the rest exactly. of the country, it was a staggered, yeah, staggered issue for them. I mean, so yeah, all right, yeah. go ahead. Sorry. So that then so we just started cold calling and trying to to sell them. And I didn't know really what wholesaling was, so I have no clue. <laughs> a lot of people don't know. What no, it so I would I would line up that. funding and go and try and put these REOs under contract and buy them because first of all they wouldn't let you assign them anyway. But I try and buy them and then we try and sell them as is, mm-hmm. and then we would bring a team behind us to help them. When you say team, what do you mean by that? General contractor to rehab it. Okay. Help them with turning DT and getting the water. So it was on. almost Insurance, like a like you know, a, a do it yourself turnkey scenario. Kinda. We called yeah. it Discover Detroit, and we tied it to this edu- two day education program that we charge two grand for, and they can apply it towards the purchase of a house if they bought a house in six months or less. Okay. And that's kind of what we spent the second half of 2007 just eking out some sort of existence. I didn't know how to sell. I was even less organized than I am now, which is difficult to imagine. Um, yeah. And we just looked at property all the time. We sent out letters. We spent whole weekends putting together letters, mailing that shit out, doing pre-foreclosure and short sales. We were negotiating, driving all around the city, and we didn't have a good idea of what we were doing in the city either. So not really a unified plan, just more like massive action trying to make something happen. You came up with all this by yourself. Yes. Yeah, like no one told you, no one had podcasts explaining. Nothing. Not at, all not at the time. No. A while some, ago, they didn't really. We'd taken some random classes. It's like the handful of car- yeah. Carlton That's what I'm trying to say. Kinda. Like you were at the bottom. You had no yeah, idea what no the hell was going on. You are nope. broke and you're like, dude, we got to make this And go. we just lost yep. all our money. Yeah. All and of it. Which, you're in Detroit. Yeah, in Detroit. Yeah. In Detroit. In a hotel. For like what? Yes. Not even six with months, right? With at least one gun. It, multiple guns and well, four cats, and we moved into this house over on the east side at the end of September, I think, right? Yep. Yeah, somewhere around there. So we finally found that sub two. That was from a pre foreclosure letter we sent out. So then we had a place to live. We took over her payments, got all that uh, breaking in. In the meantime, we met one of our other partners, Jared, um, and that's how the Urban Trail Wholesalers thing started. And that didn't really get going in 2008. But in the meantime, we're just trying to put houses under contract close on them because i didn't know any different raise money credit card money all sorts of shit gina was an expert at this she you want to talk about fucking the credit card companies out of interest she had this shit down i don't know how many free flights we got from no interest to no interest that whole planet no just calling the current ones and being like no no i'm not gonna pay any interest oh wait a minute that works (laughs) do you want a payment or not can you still do that? It's going to be to principal. Not probably anymore. Not. I, probably no. not. I don't know. I've been a... No, it was a different planet then. I don't, I've never had a credit card. Yeah, yeah totally, we, don't, we, have, totally we managed to planet. dodge most of that. So we did a lot of sure our work again. together. Who did what, though? Like, how did, did you guys preemptively <laughs> determine, all right, you're going to no. set up the mailing list, you're going to make the phone calls? Or no, we sat down, evolve? and our exciting Friday nights was to get wings from... <laughs> Happy's, which Happy's was pizza. half a block down. So we'd walk down, we'd get it. Happy's we'd pizza. walk back and we'd have wings and pizza. Yeah, we, we, we yeah. That was our <laughs> and world. we'd sit in our Florida room, which I had no idea what that was before we moved here, <laughs> watching our little 
how many inches was that TV? I don't know. It was teeny tiny. Maybe teeny tiny. Maybe putting a VHS into the VCR. Yeah. That and was attached to the mm-hmm. TV? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. And watching a movie while well, we hand-addressed all these fabulous letters. Thousands of letters. Thousands and thousands. In fairness, that's still a viable thing. It works. It is. People still doing it that. Works. Of course, you get a service totally that does works. it for you now. So. You can. Not me. Oh, well, or but children. you can. <laughs> We, we, we need Stickers our kids to have better. I don't think you understand. I had a service. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. we divvied it up by handwriting quality. That was an exciting Friday night for us. Of and then we'd Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then we would post them. It's basically whatever needed to be done, you guys figured out how to get it done. There was no yep. designated. Totally guessing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not organized at all. We didn't know what the hell was going on. Uh, what was the experience like for you? Because I kind of have an idea now what it looks like from the outside looking <laughs> in. But uh, how how did it when we were doing all this? Because it was basically that was the beginning of years of uncertainty. Basically, yes. lots of deep breaths and washing dishes. <laughs> yeah, thanks for elaborating on that. Was quali- <laughs> Are those <laughs> euphemisms? Yeah. What? <laughs> deep no. breaths and washing dishes. Well, you had to deep breathe and be like, "It's going to be okay. All right, okay." So it doesn't Here actually mean cigarettes and vodka? No, like no oh, okay. cigarettes. No, no, I die. But vodka. Um, I think a no, lot of people, no, I think a lot of people at the time were going, even people who had 9 to 5 were going through stuff. But being an Probably. entrepreneur and making your own money and having to go out and find it was frightening. You have we to were be, very much in that world. Yeah. We were terrified. Yeah. yeah. Cyclical, you like got a plan You'd go for to it. bed and you'd wake up and your heart be pounding mm-hmm. and you'd be like, what the hell's going on? Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. And the funny thing is, is this, it's funny you say that. Like, that's the beginning of a long, steep incline of horrors that you didn't even know. <laughs> I don't think anyone understands. No. We were just like, driving hard and things are going great. And like, it sucks, but you're getting through it. You don't realize that it hasn't even begun to no. suck yet. No. Because no. the sucking is like five yeah. years out from really hitting. Oh, pretty much. Bad. Okay, so, I mean, rolling <laughs> on from that, this has been a great segue Let's into... Let's have another drink. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Here, refill. <laughs> get some more of that Melbeck. There you go, some Jameson. Oh, I'll dear. get some little coffee. Gotta use my mic, bro. Yeah. As around this time, I started reading The Millionaire Real Estate Investor by Gary Keller. And this is that is, the first book that you read? The first really? major The first one. Wow. And this is the one I threw across the room. <laughs> he did. He really did. I got nope. so fucking pissed because I, I literally laid out exactly how I fucked everything up. Right. Pretty much. To almost a T. Like it was like reading about me. Isn't that weird? And I just, I just got so mad if I just bought this $12 book and read it three years sooner... Good chance I avoid all of this torment. Not all, a but decade of torment. like a black eye and, a, and like a broken arm. We, how many times have we had that conversation? Yeah, how many times? <laughs> all of the times, every Dude, single time. The times, yeah. Oh my god, it's so all the time. Yeah, go all, all the time. So for people who don't know me, my uh, <clears throat> if you take any sort of disc test, I'm a 99D. You're which, the, you're a 99D 89I. Yeah. I'm an 89D 99I. So which, we are yeah, exactly very similar. Every time I've taken it. Me too. For those listening, that means I'm means very demanding. He's a giant asshole. Yeah. But he's kind of friendly most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of how it works. Why isn't it done? And uh, I don't know. I don't like. I'm not trying to brag or whatever. But I can work for a very long. I can I can work very hard for very long Basically stretches of time. Basically, infinite time. Yes, yeah. 
I do and, wear and out, ask, though. If he I do does ask wear out. things and yeah. you give him an explanation of the thing he's asking for and it's not yes or no, he will wait until you're done with your explanation. He says, okay, is that yes or no? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and when you deal with him and Joe Delia at the same time. Oh, God. You better a just have a short people that are one just staring at you when answer. you're making mouth sounds for no particular reason. You talk a fucking lot. That's the reason we do. Well, this is we do. I mean, he's not exactly no, passive. No, this guy, like, I'm the same way. Like, he will say the same thing five different ways. Be like, just tell that me. That is how we communicate no. in New Jersey. It's called conversation. <laughs> just say what you need done, and we will get it done. Kate and me channeling. I feel like, like I'm connecting with Tommy right <laughs> oh now. Oh, my God. This is going to be like family feud, but with alcohol no, I'm agreeing and with him. Like, we need a yes or no answer today, There are Tom. no chips here. We got wasted. You're wasted five minutes of my life now. I'm never going to get those five minutes back. <laughs> You sound wow, like you me. Sound like <laughs> <laughs> this is turning into real estate wife swap. <laughs> oh no, 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 no. <laughs> How much wine you got? I'm not right, into wife so swap. Okay. Back to what we're actually talking about here. So, all right, you've got the jo- jobs didn't they divvied themselves up then. You just automatically you did what broke, needed to be done when it needed You to be broke done. into what you were defaultly good at. Yep. I think it went more like he talked to people, and I did all the background. Yeah, and why isn't this fucking done yet? Pretty much. Give us more li- I Because I just did... Well, woke up early, crushed all the fucking things all day. Why isn't this done yet? You went to bed, literally, it was like passing out. Yeah. You Yo. couldn't go... It was 11, 12, Three-inch mattress laying taken on the floor. off of the <laughs> fold-out bed. Yeah. Uh, th- I really like that... Uh, that fold out bed. I wish it was no. probably good for your back. It was. It was, it was awesome. A fold out bed. Might as well just um, hide a bed. Hide a bed. No. And we suck. took. Yeah, we took the mattress off, put okay, it on the yeah. floor. No, yeah. you can't sleep on that because that. Oh, hurts. we did for no. like many years. Yes. I did Actually, when I was a kid for a minute. Yeah. Nope, we did from like. Well, just the mattress on the floor. You're talking about. Not no, the that's bed better, itself. but not uh, fold the couch out and well, sleep. Jeremy on that spends half of his day laying flat on the floor. 2007 to 2011. Keller William office. Yeah. Well, you know. Yeah, sometime during that time, too, by the way, if you don't pay DTE, they do come out and turn your shit off, yep. too. Oh, yeah, yep. do that. yep, we had that happen. Yeah. Yeah. That was you fun. confused every High time. Five. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Oh, you get confused every time. I get mad and hit something in the wall. A little bit on our... Like, oh, God, I thought I... It's already 9 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, it happened fast. On, in our east side house? went to school. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> east side house, though, the gas meter was in the basement. So they could never shut the gas off. They just... Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Well, they do now, but do now, yeah. if it's no, outside, they, <laughs> they didn't then. So we, yeah. we, we never had the gas shut off. The electric, the electric always. No, the gas was always on. We never had the we, the electric went off. It's a couple been a times. while. Oh yeah, well, it's been a while now. But I mean, when things were rough, like it was rough. So I never did pay. They, they tried to fuck me with all because the person we bought the house from didn't pay their DT bill right. too. Yeah, so they tried to fuck me with some six thousand dollar bill. So oh, I told yeah. them to go wow. fuck themselves. $6, and they. How do you get that far? I Dude, don't know. Detroit. How do you get that far? Rolls. Yeah. So they cut. They came and they cut it at the pole. Yeah. And I was like that was the end of that shit. Right. I, I still didn't that, pay him. Fuck I him. had that happen at a business. A business. One of my. I, I had a screen print tape. shop. I had a screen print shop uh, at nine in Woodward <laughs> that I smashed into the ground. Oh yeah, and, yeah uh, that was fun. Well, the re- we're, we're I mean, not getting to our story yet. Well, <laughs> it, was true, but it was just so incredibly close. We have to say, but that's what happened. The previous tenant from the commercial building, uh, six months in, they came and they were like, "Oh, well, this you have this outstanding sixteen hundred dollar bill, and we had no money, and we were going to get money from the stuff we were in the middle of making, but we couldn't make the stuff because we had no power. Because they were like, "Well, we got to cut it for this previous store," and Bullshit. yeah. 
And that was how we lost that, that store. Don't ever have a business. That was store. 2007. Don't open a brick and mortar. Great. 2007 yeah. was right. The end. It was a great right. time. The end. Slancha. God. <laughs> it's one of those things you're like, you laugh about it years later. Yep. But not in the moment. No. In the moment, you're like, what? I'm, I laughed about that. it in I'm the moment, but it was not, more of a maniacal, broken soul kind of laughter. Really not not really like an I'm not entertainment ready. so much as a breaking of the mind. It's been a decade too soon. <laughs> it was just hard because once you are whatever, high D, high I, whatever you want to call it, once you're this type of person, you can't be a nine to five. You can't, you know, go, you can't back. go back. You're broken for life. And yep. You have to keep going forward with it. But when all... you are in it and it's not working, you you're like, what can I do? How can I make money? Because well, at the end of the day, you just need. And money. you never think nine to five ever. That no, might be a lot of the the issue mm-hmm. that you know a lot of people that have been asking me recently. Well, how do you work with your spouse? My wife currently works in this job, or my wife uh, used to work in this job. Then she had kids. Now she, you know, I want her to get involved in this business. How do I get her to do that? And that might be one of the core questions is like mm-hmm. are they aware and are they comfortable yeah. with it's not just hey are you going to do a job it's and start doing this 24 7 it's a paradigm yep. shift reality wise that's what it is it it's an stop. absolute uh breach from the idea that the working world is the nine to five get paid was for our employees that yeah. way exactly. well yeah, yeah. Uh, employees so me, you don't go to work and come home and then you no. have dinner and you get to do mm-hmm. whatever you want or in the weekends you get to do what you want 24 7 hours like all the time. Yeah. Like I said, you still we still wake up in the middle of the night and they're like, what? what oh my There's God, plenty of times that we we'll get up. I got, I got nope. stuff to do. And, and we're, like I mean, three now we're, we're alive and things are functioning, but it's still like you wake up in the middle of the night and you're like, oh, damn, I got to do. I wake up for deals all the time. And even yeah. deals that like are all my shits together, like everything's running fine. Like, I mean, I've got, you know, we're doing this long enough where the system is fairly you know, intact. Like, I mean, there's not a lot of things that get dropped once a deal starts rolling through. You kind of know it, but you still sometimes get this, uh, this fear, this, this nonsensical idea in your head. It's like, Oh, well, what if the title company does this? And then they say this, and then this thing, you create this weird chain of events that realistically is not lot, not really going to happen. There's not a high likelihood that this occurs, but you find yourself waking up at three in the there's morning. There's no shutting it off. You no. can't the go to There's sleep. no shutting off on the weekend and go for a baseball game. There's nope. no, no hanging out with the friend. There's there isn't. Nope. Like there's literally like we do try and hang out with friends who are zero at all involved in real estate, and it's like we're biting our tongues trying to not talk about it. Yeah, it's, it's fairly difficult to not bring it do. up. And yeah. at the end of it, we always are. And they're staring at us with the blank stare. Like, they have no <laughs> idea what we're saying. And I'm like, Tom, that's not. I think, I think it's, it's time tough. to go. Paychecks come every two <laughs> yeah. weeks in the mail. It gets direct deposited. What are you talking about? Exactly. Well, you and know they, what happens they, then? Exactly and we start talking. So what, what are you doing steer. with your IRA? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> have you ever heard of a self-directed IRA? No, it's you know you can invest that in real estate. These people just don't understand. And they never will. And that's fine. And I totally wish. That I didn't have the Kool Aid, and I wish I wasn't, and I could do that, but I can't. Well, can't that that that's my fault because There's no way I could ever go, I, bro. I know it's not your fault. <laughs> it's, not, it's, not your fault. Um, it's not your fault because even when I met before I met you, I was in cos- cosmetology school, and I couldn't even. You would have done the same thing in a different kind of industry. I can't work for people. I can't. 
I have not to anymore. be my own boss. I have to. No, that's true. I can tell you losing all the money twice did not help my only obsessive twice? work ethic. Yeah, yeah. only twice. <laughs> I know. Sorry, honey. Yeah. I'm going to avoid a third time. I've smashed all possible. it in the ground yep. a bunch Let's of times. Let's avoid it. Yeah. yeah. I would think by this point you can see the flags coming and you get that gut feeling. Says, nope. They were different flags each time. Yeah. Well. Pretty good at sniffing it out now. I will say, and that's a a realistic statement, is that over time what happens is now, and I don't know if you're the same way, but like when I hear, uh, you know, I hear new people who have never had a business before, they're about to start a business and they tell me their blow up awesome idea. And like you look at it and, you know, I understand their passion. I see what they're all interested in about, but then you annihilate the hell out of everything that they're they're yep. talking about because like the first thing that you see is like yeah that's adorable but what about this 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 and this and like sometimes it comes across as quote hating like i don't mean to hate on your idea or whatever but there, then you start yeah. to realize like well shit you know and i'm not like i'm 37 you know like i mean i think we're all generally in the same age bracket here um but the experience difference of smashing into the dirt several times and and then seeing people who have never smashed into the dirt with the pie in the sky fantasies about how all these things are it's gonna cute. work and how everything's gonna Isn't be great. It? It's I get it all the time. Like, oh, that's oh, yeah. great. Jeremy, you're so negative. I'm like, okay, fine, bro. Go out there. It's not negative. You know I, I mean, I mean there's some hard yeah. realism that comes after you've lost your ass and you've watched all the power get shut off at your mm-hmm. house and you don't know how you're gonna a couple turn times. It back on. There's very yes, few people that I Honestly, like I trust Tom with my life and my mom, and I would trust you, Jeremy, with my life because I know you would. You <laughs> because you know he's life. willing to kill. No, because you don't. You don't bullshit. No, nope. and that's people don't do that anymore. Yeah, people. Well, will, no, will no, lie he bullshits professionally <laughs> for big piles of money. No, what? No, I'm just saying. Yeah. Like he'll tell it to you straight, and he'll tell well, you how it is. And if you don't like it, screw you. Yep. And that's it. And I would appreciate that more often. No, if mm-hmm. if I brought a if I brought a deal, there's a handful of people that if I'll bring deals to, and uh, and they'll tell me that I think you're way out of whack, then I'll be like, oh, okay, I think it's way out of whack. Obviously, you know, and you you are one of those people. I know several people that are like that. Um, but that is true. A lot of or people he they makes just you try to do it. Just they don't. Because. <laughs> they don't necessarily know what it is that they're looking at every single time. And sometimes you might not even know the neighborhood. You might not know the specifics, but you'll give a range and you can sniff bullshit in a very serious way. Yeah. And I think that only comes after you've had your nose in bullshit. Absolutely. Yep. yep. Right. I mean, oh, yes. <laughs> there's oh, yes. no motivation <laughs> like getting your teeth kicked out a few times before mm-hmm. you start. Like, wait, hold on. I'm not just gonna. Hey, you look friendly. No. Just no. like a prison bitch. Yeah. Slow down, sailor. Like, you know, you, you could, you know once, once you're a prison bitch, like, hey, there's some real fighting oh, that thought yeah. after that. Little, like, I'm all out of cigarettes. Well, Sounds like a graphic. problem. Is that, is that inappropriate? Well, graphic. I mean, that's a little pushy. I mean, <laughs> Sorry. No, I just think what, when it's happening. I'm only an 89D. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I, like I said, every time I'm taking the test, it's a bit different. Yeah, but <laughs> I've now seen. Did I did I throw it all off with prison Gemini, bitching? squirrel brain over the, here. The point of the statement was <laughs> is that there's certain things, certain levels of experience that you only get from fairly brutal experiences. I think it has nothing to do with your personality type. I think a, a smart person will realize, hey, that didn't work. I'm not going to burn myself again. Well, no, that's it true. It takes one time. No, Kate, you're very Maybe optimistic. Two. Most people, after they two. get fucked up once, they quit. They never they come stop. back. They and stop. And they die. I'm not saying quit. I'm just saying... I that that I'm going to question and I might not want to do that again. Yeah. But there's there's so many different ways to do things. 
So you have that's the thing I think about being in a, like in our spot is you look at it differently. That's true. This person yeah. says, "Oh, the the door is closed. Goodbye." You're like, "Oh, right, I'm not well, going to go in that I'm building." I'm going to crawl around and look for the side window. Yeah. You know, and mm-hmm. that's what because you do. there's a building there, and inside that building is there's a lot of gold fucking money. In there yeah. in those so rafters. exactly. So and some people literally the first point. door casually closes and clicks a little, and they're, and they're like, "Oh, that door's done." Let they them. walk down the block and then they go work at McDonald's and they get really mad that there's not enough money in that building when they know where all the money is. It's down the block. Some yeah. people are like, "That's bullshit," because I know it's You're in so there. So good at explaining what I'm trying to say. Did you just so mansplain right. me, Kate? <laughs> oh, always does. No. Was that That's mansplaining? Right. I think that was what technically the definition of mansplaining. That's when you talk about like, vaginas word? or something. I have no, no. Idea what they're saying. I don't either. That's, That's when, when you read. Like, no, that's when a man tries to talk about women's issues as though he understands them. But I don't he's think a man. so. No, my whole, my, our whole relationship, every time I have something, he's the only person on the earth who understands what I'm saying. And then he explains it to everyone else. It's yeah. usually an I obscure reference to some kind of 80s movie. Usually, yeah. <laughs> okay. That's okay. like okay. dude no, but he's right. He's from, right. He's like the yeah. From the, that 70s show, I don't know, whatever. To your point, though, okay, you're absolutely right. Getting a little tougher, and then you don't quit as much, and you stick around. I've had people I've been calling quit. for a year and a half. Like, yeah. I just don't, like, no is not the end. It's the no, beginning. Exactly. Well, you, you've yeah. actually got a quote is that you call them until they sell or die. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not something that you don't say. In, I mean, it's not, an inf- it's not infrequently that this That's is true, brought up. Yeah. I mean, fairly consistently, this is being yelled out. From, well, yeah, they always, they keep asking me, and I'm like, how often keep do I keep telling? Do I call them all the time? You call say, them until they, they die or yoga sell. Or you're doing gymnastics or any weightlifting, or whatever. Go to the discomfort. Yes. Most people mm-hmm. avoid the discomfort. Where Jeremy's like, nope. "Oh, that's uncomfortable. I'll do that." Yes. Well, in <laughs> fairness, when you go to guys like Bruce Lee, and well, there, there was a, a pretty famous yeah. quote from him, and I. I I don't remember the specific quote, but basically the Who? general Bruce Lee, the oh, general, no, 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 no. yeah, Bruce, okay. Bruce, fuck, what do you mean? Which awesome. Bruce Lee? When you Fucking say Bruce it, Lee. Doesn't sound like say Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee. Is that wrong? Am I saying it weird? I don't know. Either way, Bruce Lee. His son like, was awesome. <laughs> now you threw me off my whole. Point. <laughs> Go ahead, Bruce Lee. Hey, this podcast he, he is real. Push-ups. <laughs> he didn't even start counting the push-ups until no, they hurt. That's until, an excellent no, point. Until they hurt. Like yeah. he's like, it doesn't matter. Because somebody asked him, well, how many push-ups do you do in the 70s or whatever? And he's like, I don't know how many I do. And they were like, how many? How do you not know how many push-ups you do? And he's like, because I don't even start counting them until they, they hurt. So he's like, they, you know, I might do 20 or 30 until it starts to hurt. But once they hurt... That's when I start counting because that's when it actually matters because that's when you're doing anything. No, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. If if you're talking about tearing up muscle, that is very relevant. This could explain a lot of our life. Most people avoid the discomfort. They do. You know, that's... It's well, pleasant, and I like I said. In theory, I we would I want to. Avoid I wish the- I could go back, and I wish I could be comfortable doing a nine to five, and oh, no. have a comfortable life, and having comfortable, comfortable house, and comfortable no. children. But I can't. I can and honestly, I just because it's not real. It's no. not an existent well, thing. Well, it's not real to you. It's no. Not- well, we have a couple people who are in that we know who make you know good money doing comfortable things and they have all of the trappings that people associate with these comfortable wonderful worlds but then when you actually talk to them and you put a couple of drinks to them what do they tell you like i hate my life i hate my job i hate all this stuff i hate all I this it sucks job. so the reality is at the end of the day yeah they have the illusion of comfort but i've not met a single one of them that was super thrilled the only people that i know personally that are really thrilled are the people who intentionally go after uncomfortable things and succeed while trying to get them. Well, that brings in the conversation of risk. Yep. 
Yes. Were, were you, that's what you were thinking? Well, we're, we're heading Risk. that way. That's one okay. thing. I, I didn't, unfortunately, I didn't figure out till way later. Part of my profile too is I am a high risk, risk seeking. Taker. Oh, yes. no. Risk seeking behavior. Well, you know, risk. that's actually yeah. a different, like your brain, there are different brains respond chemically different. And you're not, you say. For the risk not averse versus the Nowhere risk seeking. Yeah. This was a huge problem because I'm like. Well, how do you find that out? How did you find that out? Speaking of risk, wow. Those pickles are really warm. The pickles yeah. are a little bit. Much. They're a little bit hot. Yeah, a little spicy. No, so my when we're going through all this, is it? Yes, it's a risky pickle. We're trying to rebuild the empire. Pickles, pickles. The alcohol floweth, folks. All right, it's going to be that podcast. So after the hot pickle, then risk tolerance. Well, no, that that it brings a lot of problems in relationships, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we're all out, and we're we lost all our money, and it's time to start a new venture. And I got negative go negative Nelly over here yeah. tell me every goddamn thing that could fucking go wrong. Well, because she's risk in the middle assessment. of experiencing. Risk assessment. She's in the middle of experiencing of the realities of those exactly. risks. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck I think that's what a lot of a lot of uh, you know, in, in my experience, it's been guys asking me about how because they know my wife is involved. So I mean, I'm not I saying it's exclusively. Involved. Yeah, I'm not saying it's exclusively a guy getting his girl to get involved in the industry or not, but. From my experience, that's what I've been getting asked. And I think a lot of times what the woman, I'm not saying with you, I'm saying when, you know, you know, I have a guy ask me, well, I know your wife is your project manager. I'd love to get my wife involved in the business. How did you do that? You know, I did not have to get my wife involved. She got me involved in this industry, frankly. Well done. But, um, you know, that I think is a lot of what the avoidance is, is the idea that they can sense some of that risk. They've sometimes got a lot more intuitive you know, understanding of the potential downsides than women a lot of guys stability. tend to do. No matter how risky we think we are, how whatever, women look for stability. That, I mean, that That's seems genetically like yes. it would make yes. some sense. It doesn't, we want the house, if you're to, allowed be, to, say that the house to be taken care of. We want, that's, yeah. I mean, I can't speak you want for an all insulated women. nest that's protected right. and stable. I can't stable. speak for all women, but most of the women I've ever met, we want stability. And you know what I did every time we got a paycheck? Put it all back in the company. Exactly. Every yep. fucking time. Exactly. Which means DT was turned off. Yep. I didn't give and a shit. Employees yep. got paid. We'd houses got carry drive forward carry perpetually. On. Yeah. Whether and, or not it I, makes sense. And, you know, opposites attract, however you want to say that. But I think you need both sides of that. And there needs to be a balance, obviously. Well, because yes. I made a ton of bad calls over and, and over and again. And eventually I told you to stop making And I still make those bad calls, but it's well, tempered but now a little it's, bit now more. now you look at me more. I do 100% opinion, listen to I, your opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will tell you. And Good. <laughs> yeah, that was a mistake that I made in the beginning. Is I'm that still I, working on that. I just fuck it up faster, cheaper. That's my thing now. <laughs> lose lose little bits of money. And I, I actually I actually do tests now, which was ne- something mm-hmm. I never even considered before. Like, test it. Let's just fucking do it. You know, like that's doing it's the test. Oh, I know. Because yeah, then we, we we hang out, and I have to I have to moderate. I'm learning how to put reins on myself, and then I hang out with you too long, and I'm like, yeah, you're right. We should just burn all this shit to the ground. <laughs> I don't even know why I'm wearing pants. This is stupid. I should just put on a skirt, and I should just take an axe outside, and I should just set fire to this whole neighborhood. I'm glad I'm having such that. a positive influence on yeah, you, Yeah, and then I go back home, and my wife reels me nature. in, and she's like, yeah, he's insane, too. I am. I am. Both of you are totally stupid, Tom, so reel it back in. you have to put pants on. Yeah. 
So here you go. I washed them and everything. <laughs> Too big, hairy alpha males. <laughs> <laughs> no, it does get problematic sometimes. Absolutely. Men like, need women in their life. Yeah. They, no, well, I, I mean, it's definitely balanced my These world. These two out. men do. And if <laughs> I if I had taken a lot, if I had paid more attention much sooner, then we would have avoided a lot of our problems That's too. That's the correct answer. Yes. So, but it's a hit or a miss because at the same time, if you're too protected and too risk averse, then nothing ever happens at all. So you need a little bit of a push forward, but sometimes to the extreme that we do it, guys like you and me, it's definitely out there. Well, we need to ask Gina how she felt when we started the second company back up, Urban Detroit Wholesalers, with a partner. We partnered with a nonprofit and another guy, hired a bunch of employees, and then went on a 200-house tear. Wait, what? Yeah, literally a 200-house. We we bought, fixed, and flipped 200 houses. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. More. This, this, is, this is the yeah. kind of breaks I'm More. trying you to gotta, avoid. You got to go a little. She's just you know, try something better. And the whole time, and the whole time, it's like it's like poker. And the whole time, every bet I make is everything, all in, all in. Yeah, every time, every. But you didn't have time. anything. No, we, no, we did. No, once you start rolling them, you start stacking them. They build their own Huge, value fast. It this, builds. It's like for, it's just like gambling falls, in Vegas. And the it bigger builds. your stack oh, is, I'm good at that. And it falls. The best it best builds. analogy I have is the snowball effect, right? Yep. You roll it down the hill and it starts small. Yeah. This is how you take $50,000 and turn it into over a million in a short period of time is you take every penny yep. and you push it back in and you go all in again. Exponential increase. All in again. And you live in the dark because oh. you didn't pay DTE. Yes. Pretty much. <laughs> Actually, I, sl- I slept at the office. Yep. For I don't actually think you slept at all. Seven weeks I think with you four cats. chewed on coffee. He he <laughs> in the car. You chewed on coffee and rode pit bulls around Detroit. <laughs> no, no, no. We didn't have dogs at the time. Uh-huh. We only had our cats, which were at the office with him. Well, and I don't want to have be, time for dogs. Dear. We skipped nope. over a part. We skipped over a part. Gina doesn't like to talk about it, but um, nope. well, I, should we talk I have about that it? part. No, nope. she he can. I, I have that. Part she um, <laughs> left for a while when we I were in the hotel. And like didn't come back <laughs> again and again, and that that was fun too. Like, hey, it's when are you coming back? Well, Women need stability. Asshole. Yes, I know. You weren't I had providing. One of those moments too. Yeah, you, no, it was an asshole. I think I punched you at one point. No, well, yeah, but <laughs> you, you punched me a handful of times, but I don't. No, but like a real good one. Point. It's a good one. Yeah, <laughs> I married Polish. <laughs> I was pregnant. Too. They get a little punchy. She was. You couldn't hit her back. I hate that. I was pregnant. No, She's pregnant. Don't no. hit her back. Can't. No, I, I never. I know. I'm. I just was stunned. You deserved I, it. I just sat mortified. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was stuck too. I I, I was pregnant. There's you? a lot of things going on at the time. <laughs> you lost all the money again. Fuck. Yes. Sorry, honey. So, but we had a st- huge string of successes. We did. We we went all in, and then this is kind of when some stuff got worked out. <laughs> like she took over finances and paperwork for the most part. You were starting to figure out the path. I was. Paperwork. I realized too how terrible I was at. I am also terrible. I Honestly, I think the kind of nope. personality nope. type, well, literally, I know now after the Keller Williams Kool-Aid, yeah. I know that my, and that made me feel better about my life because I used to just think I was a horrible human that yeah. sucked but until I realized, oh, wait, my personality type is literally the opposite of what it needs to be to be an awesome accountant. Once I realized <laughs> that, I felt a little bit better and I was like, well, I need to find a guy that can do this, you know? You so, tried to make me do it. Well, I just tried to make you interface with the guy that could do it. I didn't make you do it. I just pass it all off to Gina and the employees because three months of that, and I was like, fuck that. 
That's a lot of work. Dude. Man. That's like a full-time job. We worked. It was. Yeah. We didn't take yeah. days off. We nope. didn't um we didn't do any of that shit. Routinely. Two hundred houses. I yeah. can't I don't even want to talk oh about it. Routinely God. I was at the office until three and four well, in the morning. These yeah. are flips you're talking about. All these flips. aren't all flips. These aren't two hundred under management. These are two hundred that yeah. you're flipping. Yeah. Wow. Flipping. Yeah. At one time. Not at one time. All over over over, over three three years. That's still three three and a half years. That's still yeah. an intense workload. Yeah. For, oh, it, was, it was insane. Yeah. It was, and I did all this without a CRM. I didn't even have a fucking spreadsheet, which what is embarrassing. For the people who does a, a customer relationship manager to keep track of all the people and all the I'm deals and everything. The people out there who no, don't know I'm what you're saying. telling no, for you guys all say of a bunch of letter names. No project no management. It's almost like Basically, he's saying without any kind of controls that are automated in place, he's yeah, free balling free 200 balling. houses. The whole time. Woo! The whole time. And we're getting ripped off by contractors constantly. One point in time. In Detroit? To, no way. Oh, yeah. We had to fire two whole. We had to just get rid of two whole crews. Yep. We like this fucking shit yep. has to be an inside job. All done. All the stress. And can you imagine the arguments with your wife when you're taking all your money and putting it back in the company and then DT comes turn your shit off again because you made payroll and you bought another fucking house you shouldn't have, but it was a really good deal. Yeah. And then you go and a contractor steals from you or you miss three furnaces. All done. And then you got to have that conversation with your wife. Yeah, that's that shit's real fun. Yeah. So we had to fire whole crews. I don't know how many general contractors we went through. Too many. I can't even remember. I think I've Too blocked many. the shit out. <laughs> like, we that. literally planned for seventy-five percent of our houses being hit. That's how bad. That's wow. almost, that's almost was. basically you're talking. You're wow. a venture capital. In our numbers, but wow. with real estate. And this mm-hmm. was really hard on Gina because we were getting fucking. Now we were selling these things, making shit ton of money, but we were getting hammered on rehabs. What year was this? 2008, about halfway through 2008, we started to catch our wind. And you're all in the city here, right? All in the city of Detroit. Detroit. You guys we didn't, didn't, haven't really done any deals out We didn't there. recognize Not yet, suburbs. not the time. Yeah. Mm-mm. Now. I'm, I'm interested as to why. Why what? Because I mean, go out to the suburbs. Not, the cheapness of the houses, man. It was just the numbers. Which, but at it was that a time, everything paradigm. was cheap. And no, right. we're you talking know, a decimal place of difference. Yeah. I mean, the idea yeah. of cheap that we're used to in you know, St. Clair Shores or Sterling Clearly Heights true. versus the idea of significantly cheap cheaper than now. It's literally a decimal place like, of yeah. difference. Four grand. It's yeah, yeah. But oh, on the east was. side of Detroit, you are buying houses for five thousand. We yeah. moved to Detroit. We didn't move to the suburbs. Yeah, yeah. So you, you that was that was a totally different world. To you right. It, yeah. We didn't go in the suburbs except yeah. to maybe shop. Well, it's. I mean, it's food, very much the like, same way. The suburbs bread. barely cross over in Detroit. Yeah. So we were in the city. We invested in the city. We sold in the city. Business was in the city. Yeah. Employees like were in the city. Totally. This is like 2008 before it was cool to be in the city. And she just yeah, pulled the hipster cool. hipster. I pulled did. The- <laughs> I am all hipster. It wasn't apparently. cool to be a hipster then. I'm too yeah. old to be a hipster, but I'm Honestly, totally I'm, st- I'm still kind of in a confused place where it's, it is cool. I'm still coming to grips with the idea that it's cool to be in Detroit now. I know. Like finally. My world, it's totally cool you know, now. He came here way back before hipsters. The night, you know, the We've suffered Detroit, 10 years, the, the and now Detroit it's cool. My world was like the place that you went where everything was decimated. Like It was a different planet. We just were down there, what, a week or two ago? Go see the Lion King? Oh, yeah. Like, oh, it's so cool. Oh, well, we got married. When we got married in 2007, oh, we brought my family out from, from Jersey. You know, and we, I mean, half of the people, we were talking oh, people good. from the projects in, you know, North Bergen, New Jersey, which is not a profile location for the most part. And they're coming out here and in they're driving, we're driving to the Masonic Temple, which is a beautiful <laughs> building. That's it's where a we gorgeous. Got married. Yeah. 
But as they're driving through 2007 Detroit to get to the Masonic Temple, I mean, these people are looking out the car windows like, what the fuck, what are, we doing? The fuck are you doing? Where are we? You know, like this den, this crack den that's burnt out. We're driving past. Hey, the Masonic Temple is a beautiful that. building. We should it is. go. We mm-hmm. should. I love that building. Are you saying you don't ever go to Temple Bar? Oh, yeah. Well, we went there all the time when, you Ooh, know. Well done. We got married there. Yeah. No, the Temple Bar is across the street. Is there, uh, no, is there a special handshake? There is a special there handshake. Is. I knew it. There, there is. is a really special <clears throat> handshake. Tommy's uh, honest to God Mason. <gasps> so any, anybody that wants a tour of the Masonic Temple, Wait, I absolutely will take know, them. Are you allowed to do that so Yeah. I'm allowed to do it. It's part of being the Mason. It's not, we they are not a the, secret society. We are print. a society with secrets. I don't want to see all the levels I saw at the I will show you all I the levels. I want to see the other stuff. But they no, still have the crank our, elevator? They have everything. Yeah, it's all still It's my favorite place in the world. That's cool. It's so pretty. Yeah, it is. So anyway, yeah, I forget now. We no, so we were working. It was mostly like me coming in, yelling at people. Why isn't this shit done? And basically, it sounds so incredibly different than now. Yeah, kind of. It's better now, believe it or not. Well, yeah, you just don't have people to yell at yet. Yeah, oh, well, no, I got minions. We talk about minions. Yeah, we've got I mean, people to yell at. They're what doing are you everything about? you're asking. No, they're good minions. I should take that back. You're doing good minions. All right, you okay, Kate? <laughs> Like trying to get we another. We've got bottle. one of them fancy. <laughs> we got a fancy. What are you? Uh, what are you this opening? This is from my Salish Lodge and Spa days. I am opening. Opening. You're opening. Opening. Say it, Tom. Uh, Carmen. Carmen Cabernet Sauvignon. Yes. Okay. Grand Reserve. Oh, it's a Chilean. It's from there you Chile. Go. Another oh, South American. We are already oh, yeah. in That's Argentina. Our we, we should like try Chile. Cousins think alike. There you go, dude. I love South American wine. Well, I also like old school wine, but. Wait, wait, I like, wait, wait. There you go. Get the sound. You can do it. <laughs> Would you, come on. Do it. Do it. Lift. lift. Muscles. Oh. oh, you just busted it. <laughs> no, I did it. Hold Get on. in there. Hold on. Big, yeah. Oh, on we board go. for the big win. Well done. Floweth. From, so, yeah, we were, we were, first we started buying, fixing, or we started buying and then flipping. And then about a couple months in, we got so many requests, like, you know, we'd love to, but we don't have anybody to work on it. So we'd refer them to general contractors, and then general contractors, of course, would fucking steal from them, and we'd ruin a customer. So that's when we decided to do the turnkey thing, where we just brought it all in-house, vertical integration, all the way up, um, and... We started. Did you ever just get involved as a contractor? Did you do any work? No you work. Up a hammer ever? No. Wow. Not once. That's impressive. That's impressive. Do, do you know how? Not really. No. I, mean, I you do. You seem very much. Both of you seem That's like impressive. the kind of. I mean, you built farms and shit. Yeah. Right? He farms and makes fire. Yeah. I'm handy you chop in some wood for I like a hobby. That yes, seems I do. like you could casually build. You never you know, just like I got to get this done. I'm going to go do it. I'm going to go deliver no, on this. No. Finish the. No. Huh. Yeah. All right. Nothing. Nothing like that. That was that was part of our world. Like, it's and that's actually one of our downfalls is that I, well, you know it's not when a we have. I like to do it. I do, but it also won't get us to two hundred no. houses because yeah. logistically, there's no way you're going to actually put that throughput through. And maybe that's the issue when you're doing that many houses. It never would even come into your mind to go and do one of those things because you got. I couldn't 40 do others. the work, and I wasn't going to waste the time learning how. You also got a bum back too, right? Yeah, that yeah. was that's none of that, that shit. Got me yet? Yeah. No. <laughs> She's, she's got uh, one of her legs is shorter than the other. My back's all like so her back's jacked up. Yeah. Yeah, so My back is, is really turny. Yeah. Oh. I think I should be like two inches taller. 
I feel like I think I should be two inches longer. Yeah. Wait, what we are we don't talking about? about oh. that, Tony. <laughs> I don't like the way you said yeah, Kate. <laughs> hey, we already got three kids at work. It works yeah. fine. Hey, I get slime most uh, of the time. Awkward. <laughs> 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 Moving on. All right. So, so. no complaint. One of the big mistakes we made, um, I don't know a nice way to say this. Just we were it. naive. And our idea was there was no financing in the state of Detroit for people. Home ownership had been falling for decades. Sounds so stupid to even say this now. So we were going to come to Detroit and we were going to develop it. We're going to turn it around. You were going to gentrify. Yes. And we started to focus on particular neighborhoods and buy up houses. We partnered with a nonprofit, a couple nonprofits, actually. Um, one of them was like a first time home buyer down payment assistance program and all that. And the other was just a regular nonprofit with deep ties to the community. Mm-hmm. And we actually didn't do a half bad job. I just didn't realize everybody was crooked in this fucking city. You know what I'm saying? Corrupt as fuck down to the core, stealing every goddamn thing that wasn't nailed down or was 10 years ago. Yeah. Just, I'm not letting it go, man. Well, I'm just saying. You well, were, you I don't, I don't necessarily, yeah. I don't necessarily think, I mean, when you, when you get into any major urban area i mean that's there's there's some level where the naivete breaks down i mean that will happen in in new jersey that will happen in uh in miami that will happen in chicago that will happen in any major dense urban area where there's so much opportunity i mean you're never going to route out Especially in Detroit. When it really infiltrates all the way through the infrastructure of the government. Detroit is special. (laughs) Detroit was was definitely. I don't know how else to say it. The nicest way to put it is a culture of theft. Yes. That's it. It's a culture of theft. And we were going to turn it all around. And we made excuses for them, too. And so we're going through it. At one point, we were so vertically integrated. We were providing the financing. We were, we were buying the houses. We were rehabbing them. We were putting them through the program. We were underwriting them for the first three years. We were refining them out with investor money, doing all this on our own. By the way, they throw us in fucking jail now. My, yeah. my inner that Alan bitch Daniels Elizabeth right Warren, now is who screaming. I hope chokes on her food. Yeah. yeah. My, my, my inner Alan Daniels is screaming about liability right now the more you talk. It was huge. Every risk, we basically, we, it was having, being the developer, the builder, the yeah. banker, all the loan officer. All terrifying to me I'm as an agent all. and a builder, and I wouldn't do all those things. We've been provided once. counseling. Oh yeah! On how to open a fucking checking account. Oh yeah, get them, get them bank accounts, all that shit. Like how to balance your checkbook. I can't even believe how hard we work for so little money. Now yeah, I, I think mean, about it, right? Stupid. Wow. I think, yeah. Uh, anytime I they the wanted to call, had a question. Effectively, yeah. I mean, we apparently didn't have it that rough, Tom. Eighty percent of uh, <laughs> or twenty percent of your efforts produce eighty percent of your results. Man, no. The problem was well. yes, yes. But when you have, this is why I'm so anti-ideology anymore, and you can just take your fucking fairy tale story and keep it to yourself, is when it meets the streets, it dies. And I didn't want to let it die. And unfortunately, I can work pretty hard. So I funneled yep. money into that for a we long to let it die. time when I just need to take it out back, fucking shoot, shoot it in the head and start over. Well, that's mm-hmm. a lesson learned now. I've done now, that too. Yeah. We Ooh. definitely did that ourselves, my dear. You want to talk about... It's a hard about, thing, though, because oh. it's very hard. It's your baby. To- 
It's your baby. Yeah. And you nurture well, there's this also thing the and level you made of it you go. seeing it. Like you seeing the vision. And when you've got the vision but and you can again, see But once again, you it. were 10 years too early. Yeah, I was. Yo, how many times have we been 10 years too early? Five years, a year earlier. And the mm-hmm. next year, it, it comes out and you're like, God. We already did that. We did that. And then by the time that it's there and it's functioning and profitable, you're burnt out on it. And you're like, fuck that. I don't want to do that because I've already did that. I hate it. And you're, and you're burnt but out what, on the concept. Has, what does that say? Okay, Jeremy, Tom, what does that say? Because that happens to us all the time. It does, yeah. Well, it just says that you don't stop when you grab one. You just keep hitting it. And that's like part, that. Maybe that's part of the, the high D personality. I don't like that idea. Too innovative. To... <laughs> no, but I mean, well, the early adopter. It. I mean, when you break out the cycle of, of adoption, you've got the innovators at the tip. You've got the early adopters. You've got the mid-grade adopters. Okay. And you've got the late adopters. We happen to ride on the front end of that, and it you is problematic you unless wait. you get the vision to ride it all the way through. You wait till third generation iPhone. Why not third generation oh my God, real it estate? Off. It did. <laughs> Finally, damn no, fridge in the background. <laughs> no, I'm agreeing. That's what I mean. Like, but Gina's how, correct. But how yeah. do you you? The reality okay, is, is you don't. there's a bunch of ideals out there in the world floating, and which one do you decide? Like, we'll hold off on that. I can tell you how you I do don't. it now. Yeah. Thank I, you. I start with a proven model. Yes. I agree with that. Unfortunately, it's not. It's I have to fight it because that's, cause that's n- no, it's not. <laughs> it's not sexy, but it's also right. Like, and I mean, this is where everybody's going to say we're cultists because I'm going about to about to bring some Keller Williams shit into this. And I came from you know, Gary, Keller Williams is the only broker I've been a part of. However, Keller be his name. <laughs> what? You mean die commission done. <laughs> He can't hear. <laughs> Sorry. What happened? I missed something? Nope. Carry on. <laughs> He's been through a lot of Catholic school. Too. Yeah. I, oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Keller Williams has the Millionaire Real Estate Agent book, um, which isn't, I mean, it's a Millionaire Real Estate Agent, but it really is just a sales book. It has nothing to do with just specifically real estate. It's, uh, you know, and a big portion of it is devoted to the mm-hmm. idea of a business. And one of the models in that is the mm-hmm. idea of creativity. And how creativity yeah. applies to business. And when I had one of my previous companies that I smashed into the dirt in a glorious fashion. I bet I, it was beautiful from orbit, bro. Like beautiful. it was, I mean, oh, from, from orbit watching it burn. I mean, I could see it when I read this passage in the Millionaire Real Estate Agent. It shows a picture of creativity. <laughs> And it is this squirreling <laughs> piece of bullshit scribble with a pen. Tom. And it says at the beginning, this, <laughs> this is where is you want to get. This is the goal. And it's a bunch of scribbles in between. That is the creative approach to starting a business. And then there is the models-driven approach where it's a point that you read. Someone else's model has already functioned. And it's a straight line to the end game. And that, yeah, but just because somebody put it in a fucking book doesn't mean it works. Well, well, I mean that depends what book, and it depends what you're talking about. In that know, particular bro. capacity, I've never a, a lot line. of those things work, yeah. and it's not totally 100. percent All right, no, you, it's okay. not. I didn't, okay. I didn't 100 percent just do exactly what was in that, no. but it did create in my mind that well, hey, maybe I shouldn't start every one of these things from zero. So now yes. each individual yes. step in the equation, like right now we're about to start doing, me and Alan Daniels are start, talking about doing a marketing mailer. Now, the previous version 
you know, 10 years ago, what I would do is I would come up with an elaborate idea, which is what I started to do about how this would happen and how I would build a list and what the mailer would be and all these different things. I caught myself in that loop of doing that exact thing. You're trying so to do everything. Instead, no, well, invent something from yeah. space. Instead, what I did was I paused for a minute and then I talked to people who had already done this. And they had had experiences and failures. And I asked them what worked and what didn't. All of a sudden, they gave me a much more accurate representation. Like, for example, I talked to Jeremy. Obviously, remember this. It was just right over there. And... All right, we're going to do this mailer. It's going to focus on if you want to do this, you know, it was an A, B mailer. If you want to do this, dial this number, tell us this. If you want to do this, do this, you know, and it was a two call to actions. And as somebody who hadn't done a lot of direct mail, you know, it sounded like a great idea. I talked to Jeremy, who has done a lot of direct mail, has worked with a lot of other guys who've done direct mail, and they're like, and he told me very specifically, no, there's a huge flaw in your intrinsic premise and in that one call to action is going to have a higher return, which yep. when you say it, that sounds simple, obvious, and easy. But in my creative wonderment mind, I created all of the possible variations how my version of it would work. Yeah. That is the disruption of the idea of creativity versus a proven model. You're not alone. I did this for years like I was some special person. Like I'm a magic ninja. But at the same time, you were special because like we just got through saying nobody else was doing this. Well, so you didn't have anyone to reference well, at the time. No, well, we were, there usually we is someone early. to reference. You might exactly. just not have hunted. That's what hard I'm trying. To, yeah. there might have been, but that's what I'm saying is like now you have that community. You have the people mm-hmm. you can bounce ideas. Sometimes you're right. Sometimes it does. And when I one of my first mm-hmm. companies that I started was back in the very early days of software, and we're talking a unique. This is a very unique pocket of time. Yeah. When the internet's brand new and no one's a programmer yet, this is not there was normal. No Facebook. The, yeah, this, <laughs> seriously, this is That's not all that normal. People this is know, like, yep. yeah, there was yep. no Facebook yet. This is you know the dot com boom era. In that particular context, I had the ability to be creative like this and totally go way out of the box because there weren't any models because the whole paradigm didn't exist. Those things happen in such rare increments that you can't apply that idea when those specific instances don't exist. You know yeah, you were I mean? right there at the right time, too. I was right yeah. there at the right time. So honestly, the same way that you showed up to Detroit and you're flipping houses, you think you're a genius. I did, Here yeah. I am, 19 years old, making $350,000. I think I'm a genius because the stuff I'm doing, the reality is, is that I could fart in a box and if I can write it <laughs> as code and put it on the internet, somebody was going to buy gonna, it. Yeah. You know, so literally, there was no way to fail. <laughs> I mean, it's true. No, it was, literally, yeah, it was if a I made yeah. back then, I would have made at least $180,000 off Or a mason jar. Right. So right. like, uh, and but that was not, you know, that wasn't creativity and that wasn't my genius. That was a freak of the moment. That is abnormal in the context overall of the timeline of how business runs. Right. Well, now we know you build it on a model and then you add a little creativity on top and mm-hmm. you test it. Sure. You put your, your personal stamp. I wouldn't yep. even say creativity. You put your personal stamp sure. on it. Anything you do different, you test and you're accountable to it. And that's yeah. the way I do it now. Yeah. Like I, I reach out real estate wise and I use video and very specific things that are my version of it, but I still use the model, Gary Keller's uh, touch model yes. of how many times I'm doing that. Now, the specifics of how I'm doing it, that's where my creative, you know, my creativity lives. But the reality is, is the model was already there by somebody that's done a lot more real estate than I have. Right. And that's that's the way I approach it now. Now, for me, though, that's not enough. So if somebody listening and they're listening, they go, man, I can't do it. I have a hard time doing it. 
that's where the podcast comes in. I get to for not that much money when I'm into it, five, six, maybe seven grand. It's a lot of time, obviously, but I can be creative and I can test and I could do crazy things, but I, it doesn't have the negative consequences. So yeah. same thing with farming too and cooking. I yep, found yep. outlets because I have such a, yeah, I have such a strong drive <laughs> so to do. create things. Mm-hmm. That I just I had to stop applying it to business because I kept fucking shit up. So I agree with what that. you're trying to say is you're a creative person trying to mold yourself into this. Not well, to make it profitable, to yeah. extract yeah, but, a, a, a tangible benefit from the exactly. artistic process in yes. general. Yeah. And that's that's one of the hardest things. Well, and I have to, you know, there's also growing up. I'm not Steve Jobs, you know, or Bill no. Gates. The shit ain't happening, bro. You don't. I don't have these great ideas. It's just. This create this urge to be creative does not mean you're a genius, right? It manifests no. in different ways. Yeah. Somebody some some people have the urge to be creative and then they cure cancer. Other people have the urge to be creative and then they make, you know, you know smoke they, all they the redo foods. palettes so they're really nice shelves. Yeah. They're both creative urges, but they're very different end results that have different net benefits. Well, also, I knew after you lose all your money twice, if you want to do it a third time, you're gonna to have to be a little bit more accountable to your money. You're just never getting late again. Like it's just. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's also a uh, aging timeline that starts to happen. Yeah, you're running yeah. out of time and energy. By the way, it doesn't yeah. last forever. Yeah. I, when I was a young guy and I was writing code, when I first met my wife, I was very common for me to stay up for. We called them flights to Egypt. That's the programming oh. slang for you stay up for like three, four he days in a row. This. You know, three or four days in a row, and then you crash, and you're asleep for a day and a half, two days. and But you just do it because you get in the zone. You start, you know, writing code, and when you're writing code, it's like doing a math equation. You can't easily extract yourself from it. And very deep in the code. Well, you're deep. in it. Like, and the second that you back out, it's like stopping and doing a math problem, right? You know, in the middle of that, you can't stop and go back to the algebra equation because you have to take more energy to get back into it. So, you know. That's what you told me. What? What's, what's, what was happening? Yeah. What do you think was going on? I don't know. When you met, there was no staying up for days on end doing code. Yeah. It was code all day, all night. Apparently not. No, that's exactly what's happening. <laughs> so this, actually, this, this is a really good segue into why real estate became yep. a thing. When I was writing a lot of code, it was kind of a lonely planet. And that you could spend three or four days doing something and no one knows what the hell you just did. And you can explain it to them and you'd Your be mom. like, yeah. well, seriously, you sit down and you're like, you need to eat. And no one cared. No one cared. They didn't know what the what hell it was. What are you doing out there? They didn't know what polymorphism was. No. They didn't know why I, what, I was encapsulating classes. Nope. They didn't. And you'd be like, dude, I just did look at this thing I did. And they. Were you they, in the basement? Ma. I just. I Where's the meatloaf, Ma? No, I extracted. They didn't have a, they didn't have we had a great movie, anyway. by the way. It was between the garage and the house. It was an un. It was un- this hallway. An unconditioned space that I just set everything up in because computers run better in the cold. So he had he had four monitors. I'm all for up. suffering. Yeah, yeah, four and monitors. And these, four. These, are, these aren't four. flat panels. These no, like they're the like big, the big like, shoot, fat ones. Shoot beams you into your head. You had yeah. monitors. I'm sure I got the brain cancer. Shoot out of it. beams into your head. No, yeah, <laughs> CRT photon tube. I'm man. totally dying later. There's oh, four yeah. of them. It's so up. beautiful. And and we'd just write code all the time, and I'd be super excited 
and nobody nobody knew gave what the a hell shit. I just nope. Nobody yeah. knew. They yeah. they wow. wouldn't. They were like, "Well, that's great." Hun. It was two thousand. It's like I just abstracted a database layer to XML, and like no one had done that yet. That was like I invented a paradigm, and like they were like, "That's nice, dear." <laughs> Would you like a sandwich? <laughs> like. Real estate is wonderful that way, and it's tangible. You take pictures of exactly. it. Exactly. Everybody immediately identifies with it because they have exactly. a home or they want one or, you know. That was the biggest and problem. Maybe with, that's... He was a computer engineer, and, like, nobody knows anything about it. Like all the things you just said, I don't. It know. was it was kind of a depressing place, and like I wanted, I, I, I always wanted a family business. I wanted to, you know, have a wife that was in. I wanted to have a thing that we would do. There was These faces no chance. Well, great. that's because it was just not realistically ever going to no, occur. Yeah. Great so facial expression. That was when when after that happened, and then other businesses. I sold that business and bought into another business and then I bought into screen, but it was multiple businesses that had occurred. And at the end of it, we came out and real estate was, you know, what I had worked on making software for. And I knew she was really into it because her, you know, dad was a carpenter. We, our early years were spent, you know, laying in bed, eating pizza, watching HGTV, you know, which is the then equivalent of sitting on the internet, looking at Pinterest, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and, uh, that realizing that, you know, that she was into that world and that was a passionate thing for her as well, made it very easy for me to say, well, if I'm going to spend all this time and energy using my creativity to build companies that make these intangible things and it's not fulfilling me. Well, then the next thing that I'm going to build is going to be the most fucking tangible thing that I can make. And what's more tangible than a building? Yeah. That's it. Like real that's estate. You kind of brushed over everything there. What? You just kind of like. <laughs> what did I brush over? I like that. Yeah. You like totally. You didn't even drop names. Well, I encapsulated it because I'm not going to. You made I mean, it sound like. Oh, that how was... much time we got? How long have we been doing this? We got plenty of time. We just keep going. He doesn't always care. He just time. wants it. There is yeah. always time. All yeah. right. Well, what's, what's the what's the the names and the numbers? I mean, yeah, there were businesses that were in there. There was a lot of other things. When but... I met Tom, <laughs> T O M, Tom had a lot of money. Yeah. I mean, a good amount of money at that time. It was two thousand one. Now, in fairness, she didn't know that initially, so she was a gold digger. No, no, it was none of that. We were just hanging out. No, he was just funny. That's and incredibly funny. attractive. Funny's good. He was funny's good. And look at how beautiful he I was am. The hairiest dude I ever met. <laughs> That's what you came. I up liked with. it because all the guys I ever dated were not hairy, and I don't know. I liked it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, to Bane. That's what it came down to. Hey, he take it. Hey, I liked. I liked, I liked his head. Yeah. I liked the way it looked. Yeah. So, thanks. anyways, so I met Tom, and he had a lot of money. I didn't own anything, so like. Every time we go out somewhere, he'd pay for it. Or he'd be like, we'll do this, we'll do this. And I'd be like, oh, I got it. He's like, no, don't worry about it. Eventually, I figured out he had a lot of money. I'm like, okay, good. I did good. <laughs> <laughs> I did good. It's not yeah. the worst thing in the world, right? Yeah. Oh. No, money's good. So we took you know, a good amount of time just building our relationship. And to be honest with you, from the moment we met each other to this day, it's been exactly the same. It's pretty accurate. It's bizarre. Like we've always been, like the exact I did, same. I uh, did. I did love her the moment that I it's met creepy. her. You yeah. wanted to marry me like a weekend, and, and I'm not that guy. Like I'm not hung up. Yeah, dude. like a week. 
I'm not I'm not hung up, dude. Like I had, you know, like it wasn't the guy that. Well, it's all the point where we got to sit around and talk about it, right? Just do it. Well, I mean, I me saw her and I was like, dude, that's yeah. That's and cool. then I broke up with him because of that, because it's weird. That is a little weird. And I, you broke Tom's heart. Well, he reminded me a lot of my brother. I was very much like her younger brother at the time, and I, guess I was that like, could be "That's a weird. weird. That's a little weird. It's weird." But then two weeks go by, and I missed him. I wasn't uptight about it. I wasn't all weird stalker guy. Actually, I went no, back. I went back to Jersey. My aunt. That was my aunt was uh, dying from cancer, huh. and I went back to Jersey to take care of her. And I just, you know, like, all right, well, whatever, you know, like I wasn't all uptight, you know. I had girlfriends. I wasn't, you know, a hard up dude. Yeah, you had girlfriends at the time. <laughs> well, I mean, like in general, it's not like my world blows apart easily. Uh-huh. I was 19. Okay. So he's literally like, the third person I've ever dated in my life. So anyway, yeah, I uh, I left. And during my leaving, um, I was gone probably three weeks, something like that. Right. I don't know. And uh, she ended up calling me. <laughs> And we had conversations. <laughs> she was mad at me. How, how story are we getting here? I don't know. Very. It's up to you. You don't. It, it's pretty rough. Rough story. <laughs> go, Tommy, go. All right. She yell, She calls me up in New Jersey and she yells at me. No, don't. No? no okay. No, you don't. Anyways, there was, there, was a, there, there was no reason for me to call him other than something happened, basically. And I called him yelling at him, and he's like, it's not my fault. It's your fault. And in the end, it was no one's fault. And we started talking again. Mm. Good. So you basically reinitiated yeah. the relationship. She, she couldn't keep her hands off couldn't. all this. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I see that. Yeah. That's so not then he came. He, he, all at, this. at the time, at the time, the <laughs> only reason we were together was he had a black pug, a puppy. He was very small. His Rufus. name was Rufus. He wore a tech vest. He was this oh. big. I kept my weed in it. <laughs> <laughs> Come here, Rufus. And he'd unzip his little coat and he'd pull out his little tech They're not going to arrest the dog. How do you like them apples? <laughs> run, Rufus, run. Oh, Rufus. He goes to jail. All your fault. No. <laughs> so anyway, so we got back together and then like things progressed and we ended up being pregnant at the time. Mm-hmm. So... <clears throat> This is. It was a Christmas miracle, I'll tell you. I don't know how it happened. Yeah, in October. (laughs) So he. uh, Christmas came early. It's called. So he at this point. It's a Catholic miracle. We were broken up, and he was in. He moved to Canada. Canada? Where? Where? I moved to Windsor. Windsor. Because oh. at the time I was right working, I was working on the internet. I was. I thought I was the greatest genius in the world, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you were. I was at the time the greatest yeah. genius writing a really good cause. Okay. I was uh I was doing web development work, but this is before that was a thing that existed. You know, we're talking two thousand two or three. And I was getting I was contracting with British companies, um, working online for very high amounts of money, getting paid pounds sterling. Uh, and I never planned on living anywhere geographically again. I was just going to travel around the world. So I had moved to Canada. I was temporarily here when I met her because I had been living in it Miami. Was literally, he was here for like two months. No, I was here for like two months. I lived in Miami. <clears throat> I was working on cruise ships and I had gotten off and lived in Miami. Then 9-11 happened and my whole family's all fire department on the East Coast. So we had a bunch of guys get hurt. There was a lot of negative things. So I came up here to Michigan to be with my mother who was upset, you know, and uh, while I was here with my mother working on some of this stuff, I had met her in the 
interim. But then that was when she left me. Didn't want to, you know, she was doing her thing. And then I kept my, my plan. So I moved to Canada. Um, because again, I was, get, I could move freely when you're working on the internet back before this was a thing. I was getting paid pounds sterling, converted to US dollars, converted to Canadian money. Oh, I mean, you're money. making uh, money. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was fat, fat yeah, money. You know, awesome. I mean, you would work 20 hours, I'd make 50,000 bucks. Like, Holy shit. I mean, it no, was, it was I mean, huge. It was, ridiculous. it was huge amounts of money, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, I had moved over there and the intention was is there is a whole class of people and I don't know if this is still a thing but at the time they were called uh, the the permanent uh, I've, oh shit now I don't even remember the phrase there was a name for it uh permanent uh not permanent traveler uh gypsy expat <laughs> no no it was basically what it was was somebody that got paid virtually so they didn't live anywhere ever they never actually bought an apartment they would get five shirts, put them in their backpack nice with their with their laptop, and they would travel. And they, everywhere they stayed, they bought a hotel room, so they never kept anything consistent because they never needed to. And they would just a permanent traveler. He thought they he just, was going to do that. I will. I was doing that. You know, I was just going to permanently go and just you know work online. Now again, I didn't realize that bubble was about to blow up because then India started coming in and they were doing stuff for fractions of the you know it, the, the the global capitalism disrupted that planet because yeah. it was a freak in time but for me that was my entire adult earning life so for me that handful of years was like forever that's just the way the new world was right but it wasn't accurate that ended um as as i was hitting my first step to leave forever into whatever thing i thought i was about to do that was when uh we had our first son no i got pregnant well you got pregnant with yes kian and i decided all right well i'm not going anywhere so i came back to michigan and now we well, had took to- two months uh, so did you call no. a hot no, no, shot no. kian was born in october and we moved he moved back to michigan in august okay yeah. it took a little longer than that okay a little bit longer. i'm just checking well, say, damn, had, dog, you throwing heat. <laughs> I even had the apartment for a while after that. I just didn't live in it any longer. Um, but even that, the month after he was born, I went over to Sweden. He was I stayed two weeks old. He was uh, a week and he was a week, week and a half. I went to Sweden old. to do a development project. We were gone for a week and a half. And I blew that. That was uh, that was. Uh, That's, they were working on Facebook. We basically. would have built. Uh, uh, we didn't have the the language for what a social network was at the time. Um, but I had built something that was a, a competitive Facebook style product. Uh, we were using it for the mu- the musical sector. We were coordinating DJs to help them, uh, you know, coordinate in small communities. And then we were going to, uh, bring it to Europe to expand it to work for uh, foreign exchange students. So we were in uh, Jenshopeng in Sweden and they had this place called Science Park, which is a really interesting uh, socialist government-funded business incubator for us to, you know, and they, they, they give you money to come up with concepts. And at the time, this was the new hotness. Like, they didn't know what social media was. It didn't exist, really. No. But they knew that this people are now communicating in a different way with the Internet. And... We had this system that was coordinating musicians, helping them do sets with each other in various places around the city, because I made techno for a long time, and this was that was my world. And uh, that we were going to extrapolate that out into f- exchange students. So as exchange students traveled all the way around Europe, they would be able to keep in contact with each other I was and stuff just like that. Diapers. 
Yeah, and it sounded all whatever. It sounded he cool. Was doing magic I didn't. I, I didn't have the uh, the vision. Magic. The most beautiful baby ever born. Yeah, the, 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 that's kind of what happened. Is at the end of it, like <laughs> the the vision of where that was going, kind of got lost on me because I know I'm out here. I've got a brand new baby in the other side of the world. What the hell am I doing? Yeah. You know, why am I out here when I've got this baby at home? So I came back, and then that created the process of us figuring out. Okay. Well, that world isn't happening anymore. That traveling startup planet isn't happening. So what is happening? Well, you did other random internet jobs for a while. Yeah. And then he started a t-shirt company. <laughs> oh, oh. This is a bitter, bitter oh. scenario. And, and in reality, what I was trying to start was the first... Online. We were selling T-shirts online. And again, but now that sounds like a trite whatever working. thing. But back then, this is before Cafe Press. This know? is before oh. Zazzle. This is before yeah. anybody was doing this. So we wanted to be one of the first. My idea was, all right, if we build this online system where people could submit this. It was great. You know, build you artwork. <laughs> we can then turn around and then do the fulfillment, <laughs> produce the product, ship it out. Basically what Cafe Press does, you yeah. know. Um, and that, that was one of the main goals. And uh, we was... started building it. And then we made a mistake of buying, splitting space with an existing print shop who had front door work coming in. So what happened was is the quantity of front door work that came into the business disrupted the overall vision of the business to make it into an internet company. What and it turned it into... A freaking screen print company in the middle of a suburban metro Detroit area. And that didn't go well. From where we're at. Royal Oak. So in Royal Oak. It totally disrupted the, the vision. It didn't disrupt the vision. I lost the vision because I started because paying attention the money to there. the immediate money coming in the yeah. door. So you got to stay on target. Dude, yeah, when, when, no target. when you've got 30 grand, when you, when you have a new baby... You don't really know exactly what the plan is for the future, and you've got thirty, forty thousand bucks a month coming in the door. That's a very hard thing to just say no to, when you've got bills to meet and people to pay and stuff going on. So what happened was we started taking more and more of that on, and we deviated completely from the focus of building out this concept, and the market just passed us by. Yeah, the, the world just kept traveling. Once again, you were too early. Uh, well, no, it's not that I was too early. It's that I was unfocused. I just yeah. didn't stay committed. So Bad timing, though, too. No, the timing. You think you could have wrote out 2000, uh, 2004? 2004. Five. Five. Yeah, that's a little. No, the timing was ideal. It was literally just, it was an internal fault. There was no fault outside, it was our fault. Yeah. Um, now, one of the things that could have made it easier is if I had left. And this was one of the, our fights for a long time is that to do what I do, we need to leave. I need to go to Silicon Valley. I need to go to Silicon Alley. You know, I need to go. We're going to Boston. We're going to New York. or We're going to, to San Francisco. That's it. Those are our options. When none of those options were, I didn't want to pull the kids out of having a family because I didn't have any family here. You know, like, I mean, she had her family all here. If I just jerk these kids out, bring them somewhere else, there's no infrastructure. It's just us and some babies floating around in northern california that's a hard thing to do you know well that's what i did to gina just fucking plucked her out took her somewhere well, you, did, you didn't have just, two little babies if though. it was just the two of us i probably would have gone yeah. anywhere it was just the fact that knowing that 
we would leave. And at the time, I, I don't know anything about computers even to the day. So, like, he would be working 24-7 and I'd be with babies by myself. Yeah. And that was not ideal. Babies by yourself. By myself. Yeah. I would have been by myself. Literally alone. Whereas opposed as, as mm-hmm. my children have grown up, I was with my parents every day or with my sister or mm-hmm. with somebody. So, anyway, that... Uh that, that we so just, then in that time, we had another baby. <laughs> I wonder how that hey, happened. Just keep them coming. Yeah. 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 Hey, we didn't do that anyway. You're stacking up babies. Yeah. That's the Catholic. Just keeps rolling. <laughs> <laughs> you don't shut the shit house down. <laughs> so then we have, now we have two young boys and new voodoo. Is that was the name of the, uh, don't the, speak the, it. The, we, we, we do not speak its name. <laughs> That was the uh, N-O-O-V-O-O-D-O-O, New Voodoo. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah. That, uh, that, it, that was the company. After, after Noah was born, a lot of things happened personally, financially, and it was time to kill New Voodoo. Yeah. New Voodoo New Voodoo died. killed itself. Now, without going into too many details, because I have a decent idea how shit dies, it's never fucking pretty. No. It's messy, right? It so, was messy. Yeah. And we Without also going had in, a war that broke out. A and war, partner, and we had employees. My, my partner, oh. my partner oh. was in the military. He got we blame him for everything, and he knows who he is. <laughs> <laughs> and he will take it because he knows who. What? Someone. He knows, knows who he is. Who Luke. Is. Luke right. knows. We're allowed to say his name. I, Isn't it interesting how when you lose money, I look back at it now, and all these fucking assholes. The whole world economy crashed. I lost all my fucking money because I rolled yeah, every well, penny everything. in the real estate, and it's like you fucking lost my money, bro. Yeah. No, like, dude, we got we got. Perhaps we, you were not aware of what was going on at the moment. We but had two everything children. We had two shit. children, and then we got married, and then like everything went to shit, and we never did anything else. Like we had to pay. We had we had. Payroll. I still owe my we wife a honeymoon. Empo- we had payroll. Because I met. We payroll had employees instead. With the so money instead that of would have instead of paying our electric bill, instead of putting food in my children's mouth, instead of taking a honeymoon, doing any of those things, our power yeah. was off. Yep. We're in the dark. Yep. I paid the water bill, yeah. and but they had to get paid. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like I haven't had gas in my car in three weeks, but you got to get paid for that's yep. where that's this is Don't where a little bit of the discord works. between the uh, the libertarian that's kind of business owner idea starts to break down. Don't talk about new voodoo. Yeah, is because it becomes very difficult, and then you you know you have the world saying things like, and this is not intended as political because I'm a nonpartisan. I'm like Jeremy. I'm not. I don't trust any of them. I'm no. independent. I'm nonpartisan. I'm not. I believe in none of them. But I mean, at the end of the day, what it comes down to is is that there is an expectation for production from the producers. Yes. And if we don't produce. The world stops moving. Yep. Yep. However, when we need the support, the yep. support is fairly lacking. It's not there. Yep. It no. doesn't exist no. because we doesn't expected, even help to cry about it. We're expected no. shit. to produce. That and we shit. don't even bother crying. No. I, I mean, how many times did I sit down on the couch holding my head because I was stressed? It didn't matter. No, there was no one coming to fix it. No, we were the only ones that were going to fix it. Yeah, and that process of getting that's the process of getting broken that makes you then the next time come around and you start playing ball again because it was never a moment throughout all that where it was like this isn't i'm not going to come back and do it again 
I mean, how to do it better? Because there was no way to. There was no alternative. Like no. I mean, it wasn't even another thing. Like, am I employable? Yeah, I'm an employable person. You know, I have skill sets that I can hire out. However, I'd make a terrible employee because my whole mental process is not what employers are looking for. The last thing they want is somebody like me who's going to go into all their systems and see how things work and be like, well, I can make one of these and then turn around and turn into one of their vendors and start selling them this thing that they've been hiring me for X amount an hour to do obliviously. Now I'm going to start selling it to them on contract basis. and I'm going to have a bunch of other people doing it. You know, like that's, that's what our whole thing was. And at the beginning, it was mostly Tom desperately trying to make money to save his children. Sounds very And familiar, I was desperately yeah. trying to be the parent to save the children. Mm-hmm. Like we that was that around. was our roles. I wasn't like around. he wasn't he was never there. He was not there. And no fault to him. He when he did show up, he was not an asshole. He was not he was a great I loved dad. the kids. It he wasn't that the kids. I didn't it's just want that to be around. In his mind when anytime he was there them. Yeah, anytime he was there with them, he wasn't making money. So he was gone, you know. So that was my highest and best for the use. first two years. I was a single mom, and I spent all of my time with my parents. So for in that to take me away, take me to a different state, and then I would totally me too. alone. So yeah, it was rough. Mm-hmm. It was a rough beginning, but we never. It was a global financial crisis. It so was, I guess. I mean, know. it couldn't have been any shittier, you know. So at well, the end, yeah, we ate. We survived. It was some so, African kid who didn't have a toilet to flush. He was walking seven miles for water. So we never had it that brutal. No. I mean, it, we had our version of it that was rough. But I mean. So in, there's, in, there's Tom and I alone in a little bungalow in Berkeley with two babies. And then dad. What? My father, yes. My father died. And that kind of was uh, an mm. eye-opening scenario. Everything kind of broke open at that point. Um no, Kian was like a year and a half. Noah was four, three, four months old. Mm-hmm. And his dad died. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he was, my father was a fairly strong archetype within the family dynamic. Um, you know, and, and when he passed away, it was, you know, there was a handful of things happened. Number one, uh, he had a, a relatively small insurance payment that happened, and it that was small. He, he thought it was going to be magic. It, I mean, in his, you know, I mean, you know, I, I love the guy. He's, you know, my father's a old. He was born in Jersey City. He's an old union guy. You know, the old world mentality is that a hundred thousand dollars is a lot of money, right? Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean. And in that in that world, in the working class blue collar world, a hundred grand is a lot of money. You know, so you get you get uh, you pass away, you die, and you leave your family a hundred grand. Like, wow, you did something. And we might look at that and say, hey, that's kind of you know uh, provincial or whatever. Now, you know, as real estate people who deal with, you this know, is also twelve years, you know, ago, you know? a million, yeah, a million dollars is a lot of money. You know theoretically now that to him that was the million yeah you know yeah. so in his head he thought this was something that thought was going to we be set. we were good he thought this was going to help out a lot and at the end of the day i mean it, it provided a, a minor relief but really what it did was it caused a reset yeah. and it reset it gave us a pause to kind of reset the end of new voodoo new voodoo was new voodoo sh- died he died everything's dead we got married right then yeah. you know yep. Everything kind of, we got married a year later after he died. And, you know, at the end of it, it caused us to really reset. Well, what the hell are we doing? You know, what is the goal? What is the plan? And that's when real estate reared back up, you know, only this time, not as uh, 
construct that we're going to make software out of and profit from when we did the MLS stuff. How many times has Tom come to me with an idea? What do you think? What do you think? And I'd be like, okay, yeah, honey, good idea. And then on my breath, I'd be like, oh my God, that's a horrible idea. Like, give it a week. He'll find something else. But he came to me with real estate. And I was like, dude, this is totally Tom. Like, if anybody, it's Tom. Like, this is his world. And I've had a lot of other people tell me that too. No, it really is. Everybody. To be honest, I mean, shitty as it sounds as a wife, but this is the first time I was 100% behind him. (laughs) No, that's not shitty. That's not, shit, that's not, not a shitty thing to I say mean, because the things that I was doing were literally, was, and I they understand, were out there, they were man. uncomprehensible things. They were These, way out there. And that, would, that made me, I, I knew it too. I felt weird. I felt like, shit, man. I, I, I was yearning for her to understand what it was that I was doing to make money. It wasn't just mm-hmm. my ego trying to get stroked. Oh, I'm building these massive, awesome things. They were useful. They were cool. But I knew that nobody knows what the fuck no. I'm doing. Whereas this, like, I know her world. Her father is a master finished carpenter. Her brother's a drywaller. You know, like, I mean, her whole family, I call them the Polish mafia. She got a Polak that does everything <laughs> within this world. We got you an know? electrician. We got a plumber. We yeah. got a painter. Seriously, there's one of all of them, you know? We got and, them. You got you all know, the trades. All, yeah. Yeah. And so she, she understood it. And as soon as she was behind what was going on, I really realized that was what was missing the entire time. I, it's stupid. I wanted a family that, it business. Took, it's so dumb that it took us almost seven years to realize this is what we should be doing. Because like I, like he said, I remember as long as I can remember being in the garage with my dad redoing furniture or going and helping my dad put up a wall. And like I've mm. always been doing it. And mm. like when we met, that's what we'd watch HGTV. Like, oh, let's make this house pretty. Like if I've walked into your house, I've probably redone it in my head four times. Like that's this disease <sighs> I have. And for him to finally be like, hey, I can help you with this whole house thing. You're like, we can do this. And it's like, oh, we should have been doing this the whole time. It created a symbiosis that had been absent. (laughs) Bad timing. I mean, it had been absent. That that was the missing flaw to my my ideological business Mm -hmm. concept is that it was – I was alone. I was an only child. I had been building these things by myself. And all of these things were still constructs that I – did alone she wasn't in it the family wasn't in it no, they weren't, we weren't a part together. of it we were, we were uh, separate. we were separated people that were working towards a generally vague mutual goal keeping to, everybody alive we wanted to be together that's not exactly the same and thing it wasn't going that way yeah it was- and honestly real estate had we not come together with it I we probably get divorced. We wouldn't have been. We I don't think we would have had the uh we wouldn't have had that linchpin that kept us together. It would have we would have continued it's to drift. Weird. And now that you say that. Now things are very different because now we have it did a 180 like it caused everything to remerge back together and our whole planet is based around these things. Like I mean this is what we, we do. do. This is uh the identity of not just us, but I mean now my children and I know a lot of people are like oh kids you're supposed to let them just do whatever and find their passion and whatever. I think most of that's bullshit. Yeah. You know, I don't, you're not supposed to say it's bullshit. If one of my kids comes to me and they really want to be a doctor or an engineer, I'm not going to dissuade them. The reality is, is that not really how kids work? I mean, they, they see what you do. You. Yeah. They watch what you do and they get involved they in your world and own. then they yeah. find opportunities based on what it is you do. That's why, you know, outside of the handful of years we've had, you know, the past couple decades or whatever, Families were families. The bakers were all bakers. 
and yeah. their father would hand it to the son and would, you know, we'd keep going down the line. And a lot of immigrants be, still do that. Yeah. Ev- everywhere yeah. in the and world, this wonderful. is the way things are. Yeah. It would be apprenticeship models. It would just it's keep perfect. going. And, and you still see it with, with lawyer and doctor families. Every doctor I know, their kids are going to medical school. Every lawyer I know, their kids go to law school or you accounting know. school, which is My real. dad was in the Navy. I joined the Navy, right? There you, you go. Do what you know. You do what you know. Right? Yep. And at the end of the day, like, I mean, we are programming our kids to do this kind we of thing. We talk about it all the time. They know the difference between an asset and a liability. I mean, they do. It's weird. No, it was straight up. My son wakes up Yay. and he, you know, before school, he's making floor plans on his iPad. Is it, so, is it programming? Might be. Do I think it's bad? I don't care. But he's good at it. No, he's damn good Dude, at it. If I was 12 years old and somebody said, hey, you can have this drafting class or whatever, that wasn't offered to girls. Mm, no. I took a Not drafting class, I think it was in eighth grade, and it was still back then. That was mm-hmm. just when computers were yep. starting, and I was the only girl in the class. Yep. Only she girl. wanted to go into more, and her, she, her mom wouldn't let her. Well, like, not oh, my mom wouldn't let that. me. She goes, girls don't become carpenters. They become no. teachers. Or it was nurses. a social construct at the teachers time, especially a Polish Catholic family. I mean, that like, wasn't that long ago. That was 20 years ago. Not even. Yeah. I was graduating no. in 2000. But it, She's you know, from the old school. Yeah. 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 Exactly. But I mean, like. Now it's like, dude, it's so frustrating. And they're still confused. (laughs) They're still confused sometimes when they see the stuff she pulls off. And this is something that this is something that I'll say. Like, uh, you know, several people that have asked me, "Well, how did you get your wife involved in real estate?" It's like I didn't get my wife involved. She got me involved (laughs) in real estate. And she, like, I'm a good tradesman. Like, I'm not bad at any of this stuff. I'm, I'm a handy dude. I'm very, I'm decent. As long as it all goes in your favor, she's better. She's better. She she uses the she's she's better in a lot of ways with those uh, the design elements, the the actual implementation, like the, de- the deployment, like she knows what the hell she's doing. And as good as I am, she's better at it. And I'm fine with that. That's totally fine by me. Like I'm I'm on the acquisition side. She's on the, the construction, the project management side. And it's fucking awesome. You know, I don't. I don't find anything wrong with it in the least. And there's our- a lot of different areas you can be involved if you want to be involved in real estate. You just got to figure out what fits your personality the best, I guess. Yeah. No, I agree with that. But anyway, like our our kids now, they know that these properties that we're getting, they're going to end up theirs. They know that. You know. Yeah, and- they talk about it. <laughs> what? They're like, oh, well, when you die, we get all your houses, no. right? No. <laughs> no, it's a running joke. I mean, it's not so overt like that. But, yeah, it totally is very accurate to some of the – like, I mean, I'm not going to give them money for college, for example. But I'm going to buy a house for each one of them. Yeah. And when it comes time to go to school, should they decide to do that, they can leverage that property to go to school or they can make an alternative decision. So I will do things that will benefit that as a decision – but I'm not going to push them because I don't know how much value there is in that entire model anymore. I don't honestly know. Well, like, I, like th- you guys, what's your end game here? You're just going to wholesale for the rest of your life? Like that's apartment, a an you apartment. Just, you want cash flow from apartment buildings? One apartment. One apartment. Well, to start, we're one apartment away from whatever the fuck else we want to do forever. <laughs> how many units? I'm not so much concerned about the units as I am about net the operating. monthly, yeah, net operating income. Yeah. Okay. Right. So ideally, something like ten grand a month. By the time it's all said and done, maybe you're so netting six or seven yeah. passive, and that just gives all the breathing room in the world to rinse and repeat. Yes. Yeah. You need yeah. you need time. Yeah. 
Yes. To do all the things you need to do in a repeatable yes. fashion. Yeah. yeah. And that's hard to do when you got to pay the bills. Yep. Absolutely. It's, it's you so You have to hard. get that monkey off your back yep. first. Yes. So the wholesaling is a grind, especially now. A lot of people don't realize, and this dawned on me at the last RDI meeting when three quarters of the room got up and said they were a wholesaler. Feels like 2005 yeah. all over again, yeah. you know? That kind of competition is not good for wholesaling either. So yeah. it's going to be a further grind heading into 2017 with all sorts of shit to try and get deals done. So, yeah. But the, I mean, like a lot of oh, people, all of I feel like a lot of people know and respect to you. Yes. So you'd be like, more it doesn't at the necessarily top of translate the to the the actual customer, no? though. The person right. getting rid of the house. Yeah. That's a different relationship game altogether. Totally. Makes it challenging. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I am playing a long game, though, so yeah. trying to create as many partners as possible. But ideally, get into apartments and then get into commercial and then probably stay in commercial. Because as much as I do the real estate agent thing and I love working for Joe and I love being on a team and I love the accountability and all the extra benefits that comes with it. Boink. Very nice. I am not a retail real estate agent. Yeah. No. And there's no amount of paint. <clears throat> Or anything else that's going to cover it. I'm, I'm trying to like take the edges off. We can put you in a fancy shirt. I think you look pretty good. Round the corners, you know, we can trim no, off the not. edge. It's just, it's not. It's not I, I couldn't I imagine a lot it's of doors now, opening but if you're who door knocking. Yeah. Exactly. It's working now, but who knows for how long. Yeah. And I'm mostly working with investors too. Yeah. So that that makes it that makes it challenging. When you say commercial, are you talking only Detroit or are you talking no. everywhere? Everywhere. Like out Global. of state? Global. Global. I'll probably start in Michigan just because. Because that's where you are. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I, I now know that it's a good idea to start where you're at, and yeah. then you can go remote once you kind of have an idea what you're doing. That's how I recommend it, folks. Yeah. Don't start remotely. Visit the place you're going to invest in and spend some time here. Yeah. Um, that that is that is the future that's of a that. Other conversation. Yeah. Well, we got a little bit lucky in that this is. Uh, I mean, where we started happened to be a very good market because, uh, and this is something I've actually thought about myself. Well, I mean, I've been very lucky to be in Michigan and winning. I, I, I cursed Michigan for a lot of my life when I came here because I didn't want to live here because I was from another place, you know, and that bothered me when I was younger. Now I've learned that that was not the worst thing that happened because this is not something I could have easily done in New England. This is not something I could have easily done no. in New Jersey. I mean, these things are more difficult in those places because, I mean, the numbers are not the same. I mean, you're not you're not you're not getting the kind of properties that I'm getting here as rentals in no. New York City. No, nope. you're. I mean, that's you're that's you're just not doing it. That's here. why they're taking all their money and bringing this is it here. exactly why we moved here. This is it's I still believe this till this it? day. The single greatest opportunity of real estate in our it's generation. A world I believe that. that we live yep. in. I believe that, and I didn't realize it until I become more astute. We did. In real estate. We just showed up at the wrong time. But see, that's you why you got to be in the market. <laughs> we were. Well, if you read the shift, you have to be in the market to experience the market. So we've been yeah. in the market now. You've oh, you're been in there. It. Got our oh, dick kicked deep, in several deep times. In it. Yeah. yeah, it's deep in you, one way or the other. I uh, kind of both, depending on what you're. Uh... <laughs> All right, it was hot. The wine floweth. <laughs> so, so basically, what's the recap we're trying to say here? The recap. I don't know. There's no recap. Well, you know what I mean. Like you never put the cap back on the had, bottle. We had no caps. No. Boom. Nope. There's a bunch of empty bottles. Yeah, there's a bunch of, <laughs> we're rambling a little at the end. Well, I can say at the going into the death of the second business, 
you want to talk about, I basically became unhinged. I could not believe that I'd done it twice mm-hmm. in a row. It, it is, but you know what? You, and it broke me. It yeah. Did, yeah, no. Because yeah. you feel like an idiot, right? I yeah. literally... That and same I, thing happened to me. You feel like, how can I be this fucking stupid... Twice. ...to do it two times and be oblivious to it happening? Yep. Yeah, you're twice. not the only one. No, yeah. And four years. Yeah. Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. So... Lawsuits. I've done it more than that. He did it hardcore. He had the F- the FBI never showed up to my house. Yeah. So he was more hardcore than me. <laughs> yeah. You know, but I mean, we were not that far off. My ex partner went to world. jail for two and yeah. a half years. Yeah. Deed fraud, wire fraud, you name notary fraud, everything. The, the nonprofit you? stole the money. What a juice yeah. box. No, we fucking had, just. Well, I, I had a similar scenario though, but I had the uh, federal government asking. They would try, kept trying to hire me for stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, Computers. like, and, and no, and that was like, I, I turned down these ridiculous jobs that were like super awesome, secret squirrel, like, you know, underneath the NSA building, you know, doing all this. And I was just like, no, 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 man, no. Hell yeah, I'm with you right there. And it would, well, well, no, that wasn't look, smart. It was stupid, no, bro. When he was awesome. a, when he was a kid, of... when he was 17 or 18, he wanted to go into the Air Force mm. and he, he got top of all. Top yeah. of everything, but he can't hear. My hearing was bad. I got so shot he had, down on physical. Yeah, he had the guy, the whatever. Guy. Was, I don't uh, know how dude, it works. I did the ASVAP. Captain the ASVAP was, was like, great. I was going him, in for the physical. Him. And every time I looked at the window, another guy with more brass just kept poking his <laughs> head in. And they were super pissed. They were like trying to coach me to hit the button. Like, hit the button. I'm like, I'm trying to listen, trying to hit the button. I could never hit. I fucked it up. I couldn't. I didn't. I didn't make it. Like, I couldn't pass. the. And this is peacetime. So it was a little different, you know. And, um. I just I blew it. It wouldn't let me in. But like, he really wanted to be a part. <laughs> well, I would have got back then. I mean, I was about to be secret squirrel, all kinds of awesome shit. You know, would have been it would have been a good opportunity. You know, probably the same thing you thought when you were about to be a yeah. nuclear awesome guy in a submarine somewhere. I didn't think it for very long. Yeah, <laughs> you dodged a bullet. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> it sounds cool. Deaf. Yeah. Trust me, it sounds cool. Well, I would have been uh, at the Defense Language Institute in Monterey. That was my second choice, but you know what? I took the higher bonus for going. That was stupid. I know. Because one's on an the island. money. Like they did on an island, it. you speak three languages. You're on the ambassador program. And you well, who boat. knows? I might have picked Arabic, and that could have gone another fucking I'm way, sure, right? Uh, you know what? That's what I said. Is because I, I, was, I was most likely getting Arabic, whether I picked it or not, because yeah. that's what they were going to need. 1997. Yep. Hmm? That's yeah. a little early. That was still, I mean, it was still not that far off because, I mean, you had, you know, what, Desert Shield? What was it called back then? I don't freaking know, dude. I was a baby. So the second time we lost everything, I absolutely broke as a human being. Broke. And I remember the day the FBI showed up at our house. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, how do you forget that? It's a lot weirder than the statement, oh, I forget the day the FBI (laughs) showed up at our house, which no one's ever said. Because you think you're low. Until that happens. And then the FBI. And you found up. a whole other level Wait, of. Did you have power that day? We did. Oh, barely. Okay. But it was touch and go. It was touch and go. We, we were doing, we were like dog sitting, um, collecting cans. It's a shame um, there's cream in this coffee. Doing a, oh, yeah, we'll hearty heart. All sorts of odd jobs to try and make ends meet. And this was really kind of what pushed me over the edge for like six months. Was the FBI showing up? That was the beginning of... Yeah, that'll do it. 
deep depression. I showered. You finally took that long, dude. That was, I mean, yeah, I, w- I would have been that. In. That's <laughs> a testament to how high your D is. Is exactly. that it actually took the FBI to show up before you really realized there's a problem? Okay, there's something wrong. No, I mean, <laughs> it, no, it was bad, I and I was it. like teetering on the edge, and then you know, feeling like a failure. And Special Agent Smith. Shows I can't up. believe I've done it all again. We're, we're being sued civilly in court, so any money we get is going all to these blood-sucking fuckers yeah. and the judges and every other damn thing. And then the FBI shows up at your house. And that was the beginning of a long six-month spiral down that included severe weight gain. I pretty much just laid on the couch and wished a meteor would hit the earth and kill me. Gained weight, didn't shower, just my mental health deteriorated rapidly. And maybe Gina wants to talk about this because I had totally... <laughs> I pretty much at this point just checked out. Like, just come, well, I mean, fuck, man. come kill me. Just come kill me. I, was, I thought I was a failure. Sweet release. Yep. I thought Sweet it was a failure. I didn't see how I could possibly get out. I'd lost all my money, all my friends' money. And they still want more. My family's money. And I lived one house away from one of the guys who helped steal it all from me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that and there's just pretty a, impressive you didn't murder somebody. A bitter pill to to swallow. Just went all all the way down to the end. This was in sometime 2012, and it took me till 2013. Yep, to start <laughs> to start pulling start pulling back out. It took me like and just I will say this: starting for a third time after you lose everything twice. You're a little bit different in your perspective, huh? Took me a year to build up to it. Yeah. Like my my self-esteem and all this ambition and drive I had and feeling like a failure as a man and a failure as a husband and not having any money. And I didn't even answer the phone. Every phone call, you fucking piece of shit. Every email, you motherfucker, you murdered my money. Everything. Yeah. And just sometime in 2013, well, I, I can tell you when, um, I went back for my father's 30-year um, retirement ceremony. And I went back and I saw again and just kind of nailed. on the West Coast. No, he was in Texas at the time. He was in Texas. This is in 2013. And I was convinced to go to it. I wasn't going to go to it. And then Gina's dad actually convinced me to go to it. And I'm glad I did. It's one of the few things I actually agree with him on. <laughs> and I went and I well, realized I then. Yeah. Had what a miserable piece of shit family I had. And that I, I need not feel bad about it any longer. And that was also around the time when I was like, there's just no amount of me feeling sorry for myself that's going to help me out. And as terrified as I was to start something new again, which, by the way, hey, I want to start real estate again. Try that after you. Yeah, you had the same industry doing it twice. Yeah, we at least bounced around. <laughs> yeah, we changed. We, like, we shifted industry. Round three, baby. It's going to be different right. this time. Three right? Times charm. It's going to be different this time. Although, in fairness, you picked the winning industry. I did. So it's True. hard to divert yeah, from the realities of that. I did a podcast you with Dennis do. Fassett, which you should still go listen to. And actually, it was recorded in a, when I was in one of my darkest moments. I was just so negative. Where if, can we find that? I'll put the link in the show notes. Mm-hmm. All right. I'll put the it's like It's like real talk, Dennis, whatever, real estate talk. And I was just deep in it. But that's how I got the idea for wholesaling. Because by then, I knew what wholesaling was. I didn't need money. We didn't even have a car. So we didn't even have a car. Um, Behind on property taxes. 
Yeah, just basically lifestyle. Were you farming at this point? Yeah, we were farming to grow food to pay for... F- to Is that where the love of farming... Yeah, I saw it. It was, it was a necessity. necessity. Yes, I That's saw it we, coming. That's amazing. I love it. I knew it was going to be bad. I had no idea how bad. Yeah. So I completely underestimated how terrible it was going to be. Our relationship was just dead. Well, I mean, you had no nope. family support, no friend nope. support. It was literally... It was actually worse. We had both of our families actively trying to ruin and destroy our marriage, which, oh, so by the way, didn't need any help ruining or destroying. <laughs> when you murder that handled. much money... <laughs> We already had it taken we care of. This guy. I got that. it. I made that shit dust. Don't worry about it. And um, <laughs> that's when I decided to get back in the wholesaling. It was the thing. I was like, I didn't need any money. I already knew Detroit. I saw the prices were coming up. I knew I could work hard. How did you see the prices were coming up? Well, because I was, I was still in. So that's one you thing. Never I, leave it. Well, you always watch. I kept RDI going. Yeah. That was the one good thing yep. with yep. Gina. Kept, we kept RDI going, and actually, some of it was pretty embarrassing. I showed up. I mean, I hadn't showered in weeks sometimes, and the clothes had holes in bad. it. I was huge, <laughs> 297 pounds. Wow. I mean, I was fucking ginormous. Yeah. yeah. But I still somehow managed. That was the one glimmer at the end of the tunnel. It, like, the one thing I had to do every month. Yeah. Like, uh, I, Tuesday. Amen, whatever it is. <laughs> I got to be there. And I didn't do a very good job, and that's when the meetings kind of dwindled down to the twenty twenty five. But it's it kept me in the industry, yeah. And I just saw it, saw it coming, and decided to get in the wholesaling, yeah. and make money that way. And that's where we actually started to change our friends in our life too. So we started jettisoning all these fucking losers in our life, which I highly recommend if you're listening to this at home. You're surrounded by losers. Best idea. Cut those bitches loose, man. They need to go. Cut the losers loose and. A couple of our friends chipped in and got us a car. Wow. And That's good. just blew us away. Yeah. Back in the game, baby. Yeah. Was that the Saturn? The Saturn. The 2000 Saturn. Dave Wouldn't Deska. you blow it, man? I had a, I had a Grand Cherokee I had a given you for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> you, were, you were missing out. Huh? Didn't know you then. They barely yeah. knew you. I barely knew you. Dave Deska, I'm going to love you forever. I don't care yep. what else you do. So... What did the car appraise hey, for? It takes one kind gesture. Yep. It takes one. That's, it and that's all it took. It's like, okay, that was like that one positive, you yeah, know, push. That was a pretty big positive. I'm like, there's some, because when you think you're a piece of shit, you killed everybody's money and all that. And somebody's like, no, you're worth a $4,000 investment. Yep. And they just did it without asking. They literally Amazing. just called I up and said, oh, we got, oh yeah, <laughs> we got this money that's for great. you to go pick out a car. And actually, I was so embarrassed. I was like, dude, I would love to, but Isn't I can't that, do that. that. That's fucking No, Isn't I couldn't afford the insurance. Like, no, I can't. I can't mm-hmm. do it. I, can't I couldn't afford the insurance. And he said, I will pay for your insurance for the first six months. Yeah. No. I couldn't even fucking believe it. It's amazing. I love it. So then I was like, well, now if we have a car, we got to be able to pay for it. Yep. And that was the other push in the right direction. See? And that's how I found and started working it. with Steve. Londo from Flipped His Podcast, and that's how we got back into. And Gina didn't want me to do it. But this is one of the times where I knew I, I was know, she's right. She's rolling her eyes at that. What do you think? She didn't want to. She didn't want me to get back into that, real estate. She didn't want me to start wholesaling. I think, well, maybe exhausting. she did not want you to. Maybe she was just trepidatious. What were you thinking, she just Gina? just got taken such a reaming Your from Your thoughts, it. Gina. What do you think? Yeah. Is that true? <laughs> You're allowed you to speak. <laughs> speak loud words. She didn't want to do it. She can't remember. She, she blocked told, it out. It was she so. She told me not to. You going to talk? No. She told me not to. She said it was a bad idea. 
all that stuff. Wow, and like you said, it was a third strike. It was. I can get it. But this is where you got it. This is where I had to dig deep, and I realized, and I said it on the podcast with Dennis. I realized the problem was me, and that this could be done. She's nodding for that. She knows the problem. The problem was me. This could be done, and I just need to do it correctly. And I quit pushing the chips in on every single deal. Minimize your risk. Control how much you're going to lose. Like, and that's how I started. And that's why I started wholesaling. Like this is in and out. I'm going to understand risk. I have this network, and forever grateful to Steve too. We didn't even have a printer. We didn't have anything. So he took us. He got us a printer, um, set us all up, paid for all our shit, put gas in our tank, all of it. Drove wow. me around for the first three months because I, I had. It seems crazy, but my self confidence was so was like snail shit low, Man. right? I didn't even have, like, the idea of, like, buying an apartment was, like, I remember Steve and I were talking, like, dude, I don't know. I just want to get through this next month. Yeah. I just want to have money. I just want to, like, I don't, I don't even know what you're fucking talking about. <laughs> I just want to be able to not be in danger of DTE being turned off. Or <laughs> We've been there. We fell behind on property taxes for almost three years. And if you know anything about that from Wayne County, they did basically rape you like yeah, they're the mob. Yeah, it's a joke. It's like a percent and a half a month. So you've got a hard money loan on your property. I just want, I was so tired. I just want to break all that. So then right out of the gate, first year, 32 deals, right out, $52,000. Motherfucker back in the game. Yeah. Just like that. And that's when the podcast was born. And it's all from wholesaling. All from wholesaling. Right there. So well, didn't didn't you hear that wholesaling is easy money? Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I saw this video right. one time late night right. on TV. No. I, you were supposed to get a Lamborghini yeah. after the first yeah. couple months, right? Yeah, right. Well, in no? the meantime, too, our no. relationship's not doing any better. No, it's actually it's getting worse. It's stressful, yeah. It's get it's just it's getting worse diving back in, and and then my normal tendency just to work all the time. Now it's like an overdrive, right? Just like, not never again. And that does not help. That does not help at all. No. So I've experienced similar scenarios. Yeah. Yeah. So you got you got to be reasonable about that stuff too. But then the good thing was you start stringing together a bunch of successes. Confidence starts to come back. You're like, mm-hmm. okay. And then you close a twenty-one thousand dollar deal. You're like, fuck yeah, all right. Yeah. Get more stuff under contract, and Joe recruiting me and realizing I wasn't doing as well as I could have and I was having some problems and I was and Joe, Joe is a solid individual man he, I'm gonna uh, love him forever yeah yeah he definitely brought you to another level whole nother level yeah. and it's not even done yet yeah. it's not it's not even done yet and he solicited me he didn't leave me alone he for two know. and a half years and you Tommy too you um, Joe Steve Jeff Alan Daniels, Dave Deska, Chris Mosier. I hope I'm not forgetting anybody. Ian Watts. Mm-hmm. I don't think I did. Man, these motherfuckers ride or die. Yep. That, that Like after I was all said and done, every one of those people pitched in, got us back in the game, mm-hmm. gave us every little bit of help we needed to get back into it, build up that confidence and and that like, you're just not going to forget those people. That's and then right. Joe came after me. That's right. Well, every one of those guys, they are very, they had similar versions of your story. I think we all have yeah. our own. That's what I've always versions. tried to say to him. He's always trying to he's trying to be a one man show. I mean, oh. this isn't. You know, that's one of my failings. It's not necessarily you break down and you do this and you do that and you do that. It's more of a support 
and it's, it's a people, team sport. It's it. There you go. It's yes. a team sport, and everybody has to play the role. The role might change. You might mm-hmm. move around on the field or whatever. But like, you need that. You and I'm, I'm learning go, how to be a team player. By, you can't do it by yourself. No, you can't. Well, and the no matter greatest, how good you think you are, yeah, you you still need that. It's an co- impossibility to get to any kind of useful volume that. that produces any real income if you're not playing ball. And to as be a honest team. with you, I think out of however you know, however old you may be or whatever, the friendships that you've built through this are way better than any I've ever seen. These people that you're dealing with now, like you've been through the same thing. You've all, you've all, we've all done the same thing. We've all been through the same thing. And it's like, you can look at that person. Like I said, I would trust you. And I, I would trust each one of you sitting here today because we've been there. <laughs> I think, I think the relationships you know? tend to be a little bit much more mature yeah. in this industry yeah. only because all of our skin is a little bit thicker and stakes we're, are high too. We're, yeah. we're, the stakes are high. The return think- is high. We've all lost. So we don't want to, uh, turn that loss onto others and we also know that the same thing that it's a team sport there's no way that we could do this alone but at the same time it's very exciting i always joke it's like having another baby every time we do a deal (laughs) they're all different well they're all different it's true every single one of these deals is not like the other you know but they're all they're new and exciting and you definitely learn something from every single and you never know which one's going to be the astronaut (laughs) seriously no some of them make you a ton you make a yeah. ton and you're like wow this is great how did that happen and summer base hits others yeah. and it's like oh you know hey jimmy's trying he did good <laughs> you know and you, you get it like it's alive you know yeah. we haven't had any uh you know we we've survived every single deal that we've done we haven't had any catastrophic yeah. uh losses and you know real estate wise we haven't and i we may. I mean, I'm not going to shut the door down and say it's never going to occur. We're However, we're fairly conservative in a lot of ways. So I, I mean, am significantly more now, which is crazy to think about. But yeah, yeah compared we'll just to, listen to the, you know, <laughs> our stories, yeah, we're pretty conservative, yeah. I think. Oh, we're pulling back. You learn. You, you learn, learn quick. You yeah. learn when nope. Oh shit! Well, oh. Even with you, man, there's plenty of times where I'm talking to you, and you're like, uh, you got deals and that you're rolling. And he'll come home, and he'll talk like, to you, like, no, no, nope. do this, do this, do this, do this. And I'm like, and my my high D comes out. I'm like, yeah, maybe we should just do this, do this, do this. And then all of I talk to my wife. I'm like, I think we should do all these things. And she's like, we're gonna do no. none of those things. <laughs> <laughs> and at you, first, I'm like, Jeremy will find someone. My, else. My yep. high D personality is just like, fuck that, let's do this. Nope. And then now. One of the things that I have tempered that, you know, like that is my one of, she's I've a bridal. <laughs> she's bri- she's bridled some of that yeah. into sensibility when it's like, okay, if she's got blinders on something where she or she's pulling back real hard, if she's putting the brakes on something, that's not something for he me to always, disregard yeah. anymore. And I used to he disregard did not all always that. Listen to me. I would ignore it because I knew everything. I knew yeah. better. I was the driver. I was going to make it, you know, whatever. But then you smash your chip into the ground enough <laughs> times and you realize maybe I'm not so awesome and maybe i don't know everything hey i know everything and now well, <laughs> hey, man, a brake pad you is a good thing me. on a train that has no brake pads hell yeah it is you know what i'm saying that's, exactly that's a good analogy too. I live in. so now when i bring something to her and she tells me and i'm still not 100 awesome because she's she's got the passive aggressive brake pad where she'll what? be like you know if, if she really says no and she really thinks it's a bad idea she'll say no don't do it it sucks and that's one thing 
But she's got the other version. It's like you play euchre, and it's like, you know, <laughs> oh, I've got like one of the Bowers. I might be able to do it. And you're just like, no, nah, whatever. But you still want to blame the other guy for calling it all up? She'll do that, too, where she'll be like, you know, I guess just do whatever you want. That's that fine. Familiar. Just go ahead. Let it go. And are you going to say something, Gina? What? what? Are sounds you, familiar. Are you, are you saying something? <laughs> <laughs> Passive-aggressive behavior to communicate. To sounds wonderful, but yeah. we know that you're fucking it's not, not it. She wants, she wants to reserve something. the ability yeah. to say, no. I told you no, no, not no, no, to do no, no, that. No, 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 I don't want to reserve the ability. <laughs> you reserved the ability to tell me the whole story. That's right. And I know that. I, I'd tell you the whole story. No, but no, you, no. No, you, you don't nope. want to pull the trigger and say yes or no. Someone's got to say yes or no. The high Ds have to be the one to say yes or no. Implicit. No, 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 that's not true. No, no, you don't want to say yes Listen. or no. You'd be like, do whatever you want. That's your word. Do, do whatever, whatever you want. want means I'm done fucking having this conversation because you're wrong. Pretty much. You should pick. <laughs> no, no, you never say yes or no. You said, <laughs> no. yeah, I see yes how and long, yeah, I see no. And you just decided whatever. You should have picked you no. When we say eh, whatever. It, it should be no. A, no. Like you're dumb. No, the word no means no. no. You should pick the right answer. The word no. no means no. You'd just be like, no, I don't think this deal's good. But then we're being too negative. So. No, there's no point. Do you know how many times have negative. you heard this? Answer the fucking question. Yep, and I say no, and what do you say? Huh? <laughs> I don't remember what you said. Uh-huh. I said no, and you said? I don't remember. Yeah. Uh-huh. You gotta remind me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I say no, and you say... I'm doing uh, it anyway. Uh, I want to do what I <laughs> no, want. No, no. Hey, that's a, do that's whatever. a phrase in our family. Yep. Yeah. Do what I want. Yep. Because yep. apparently we're allowed to do whatever we want. Yep. All right. So culminating <laughs> all of this bullshit that we've just said for everybody, when the question is, is how do I set up a family business? How do I get my wife involved in real estate? I want... To get my wife or my husband involved in real estate. I want to set up a team to do this because I think well, it's an opportunity. what are they interested in? How is that a thing? I mean, is that how, – how do you – how does that work? What's your answer What are they interested in? Do they have any desire to do any of it or they have zero desire? If they have zero desire, you're screwed. Pretty much. But, I mean, if they want to do something, some people really do enjoy keeping yep. track of the money. Yeah. I would like to find one of them. Yep. You know, other people really like picking paint colors. Other people Not me. really like finding deals on the MLS. Other people like finding people who want to buy. Like, you got to find what they're into. I don't know. Well, Gina, I don't know. What got you to finally start helping me in the last six months or so? Like, bills. <laughs> bills. We've had bills the whole time. That's not a good oh, answer. Right. It's bullshit. Bullshit. Yeah. Yep. What, what, what made you finally decide to pitch in? Because she she delayed her entry back into well, the in game. Well, in fairness, well, you said the, the last thing, yeah, how many months? I wouldn't say because yeah. she's because been pitching. Because she's been involved since I've known you, yeah. and I've known you since yeah. at least Yeah, I think you're crazy. No, she's always been involved, but there's exactly. a difference. There's a difference. She actually... She was the first one I met at RDI, I think over at... Uh, well, I met... I, I first House. met you guys at Peking Dude, House. I was fucking there, too. I was yeah. there. She kept all that going. She really just got back in the last six months, though. What, what made you decide to get back in in the last six months or so? Recently, what's, talking what's to the mic, recently Gina. that you've decided that this is what I got to do. This is what we got to do. It's what we're going to do. Why did you actually start doing the things you said you were doing instead of the things you didn't do without me even asking for a change? Probably increased interest. Why? And buy-in. Yeah. Well, okay. How yeah. did we get to buy-in? Talk, talk. 
Apparently, we're not talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> That's just not going to happen. No, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> might, it might have been too much wine or whatever. I guess the bottom you line is... don't drink any wine. We're still... Not me, her. We're still figuring it out. We're still figuring it out. Exactly. So. That was so quality. <laughs> that noise, at least. Yeah, the food fight. We're still, fi- we're still figuring it out. You can't have a food fight without the camera. I can say, out. I can say communication now, and it does need to be two ways. And I would say that's what's changed. With you saying that, that it is, there is a component of you need stability. Yeah. And that literally is the exact the opposite, opposite thing of what I was trying to produce. No, there was zero. I was not trying to produce stability. No, you were, you, I would, you would have been happy to, living out of a car. I was trying nothing. to produce ultimate disruption yes. because from my experience disruption is what breeds profit that's where all the money comes the from. more disruption yeah. that exists the more profit comes from that that's where all the However, risk is at too that that's the risk yeah that yeah. exactly that is the paradigm of a man who isn't a father that's the paradigm of a single person who is a single and I w- i'm an only child yep so there I don't have brothers or sisters. Nope. I was moved away from the home that I grew up in at a fairly early age. So I was relatively distant from family. I was wholly independent and I was not really tied geographically to any particular place. No. I was as chaotic as it could be. Yes. And I was designed was and comfortable. comfortable with that. He was. Mm-hmm. I was so, not. I was one of four. I lived in my parents still live in the house I grew up in. Like I like I was I'm, a disruptive I'm very person for that because my entire purpose was to generate disruption and profit. That's what mostly I mostly disruption. And well, the goal was profit. But. Well, I mean, no, but, but <laughs> he disrupted your life. Well, yeah. well, what happened yeah. was, yes, he this did. is there is a there is a component of making a hell of a lot of money at a very early age that's problematic. It is, yeah, because yeah. once that happens, it disrupts your ability to understand what it's like to live any other way. Put it because, this way. Put it this way. If I did not believe that Tom was worth it, I wouldn't have married him. Put it that way. I don't know how else to say it. She took a gamble on the fact that I would make the it wasn't uh, a gamble, paradigm dude. It was not. A, it wasn't a gamble. It wasn't a gamble. It was. It was one hundred percent destiny, faith, whatever you want to call it. I knew that we would make it work. She. I mean, when I was home with the kids, I was very committed to it. But it took a fairly sizable internal He's got those shift. Angel eyes. It took a fairly sizable <laughs> internal shift to make it make me realize that that was now a massive part of what my job was. And I think that's different from like women where they know that we're born. You knew that was your job. To be motherly. Like, right. You know, yeah. they're not. No, <laughs> no, that wasn't my job. My job was to wage war. It took a long time to get that's yeah. my job. That's why I'm a warrior. I wage fucking war. And in this world that we live in, finance is the war. Yeah. If this was a thousand years ago, I can have a giant war hammer and I would have smashed holes and stuff. That's not the, the world we live that. in. Hell yeah. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you carry that thing around. It'd be awesome. I'd be like one of those fucking people up with that. Video that. Game. Like, that'd be badass. Warhammer. Hell yeah. Yeah, Warhammer. <laughs> How'd you kill him? Beat him to death. I beat him to death with a giant rod. He'd love to. It was awesome. <laughs> oh, it'd be great. But that's not the world we're in. Our world no. now requires capital. Absolutely. Yes. So this is the Warhammer we smash everything apart with. Is so I, I took a leap of faith, whatever you want to call it. And eventually it worked out. Don't ask me how. I couldn't give you specifics. It just eventually one day I realized the smell of him. 
edit. That's funny. Edit. Now we're we're gonna leave that in. There's so many edits. <laughs> we're gonna leave all that in. That's good stuff. Does Joe, does Joe Rogan edit this stuff out? What what would no. Gary V do? Leave it all. Leave it all. Yeah. Yep. He would talk about buying the jets. I like the way you smell now. Yeah. Well, thanks, hon. It's it's the real. It's this romance. is real world stuff. This is you don't see this on the TV no, flip really, shows. You know, hard. Like yeah. I don't I don't know how to tell. That's the best way I can explain to people. It's hard. Yeah. You know, you don't just go and quit. Like a lot of people who do this, they have a nine to five job, and then eventually they make enough money and they stop doing their job. We never had that. You guys nope. never had that. No, nope. you were just out there floating. Fucking I don't actually know anybody successful that has had that. Yeah, like, I a mean, lot of people do. Josh, Josh Sterling. Sterling. Wow, I, Josh Sterling do. suffered a lot of different things mm-hmm. too in his yeah, own way. Yeah, he did. He 100% true, did, true. but he still had the stability of a nine to five job. No matter mm-hmm. if it didn't make enough money for him, whatever you want to say. Well, Josh Sterling also had a million bucks in debt. So he had the looming terror of a lot of different things coming down yes. against him. And he yep, was yep. also floating alone in the world too. So I think to easily encapsulate that and pretend that those things aren't there for everybody that's successful. I just think, I don't think that anybody that's successful um, hasn't had some level of pressure. And the people who are successful without the pressure, like the earned income, the inherited money people, they all lose it. They're not the ones who earn it. They're the ones who get it and lose it. They're not the ones who build it. The ones who build it have some level of pressure. I can't, I mean, I know, I know two billionaires and a lot of millionaires and I can't, honestly point at any one of them that didn't experience a shit ton of fairly brutal scenarios before they became ultimately successful. Well, that is the beauty of the market. The beauty of the market is it punishes and rewards indiscriminately. Yeah. And it's fast. Yeah. It's efficient. And you're either rewarded or you are educated. Or you're pummeled to death. <laughs> and somebody else walks away with your money. Yeah. And goes and fucks your girl smiling. And you got all, all sad. No. All that's accurate. That's 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 exactly right. I think what your your uh, lovely wife was alluding to, though, was there are smarter ways to do it. And some people have done it sure. smarter ways. Sure. For me, my risk tolerance, I didn't understand the, that, I, that there was a level of risk tolerance I had. Yeah, and I probably should have moderated. I just thought that's how you did it. I agree with that. Yeah, I, I well personally like you know coming from my which I would I would I would reference my background as a uh, I mean I'm obviously a blue collar. I was raised in a housing project. Like my uh, my upbringing, even though I did get the opportunities to go to private school. I mean I'm an Irish Catholic stereotype. You know my. My father was a labor leader and he put his pennies together to send me to, you know, Catholic schools, which, you know, whether or not that constitutes high end private education is up for grabs. But it was above and beyond the uh, project norm of a public school kid. Um, the, the focus on on learning and reading and education was high, even though uh the f- the focus on what to read or study was not he didn't know you know he he was ignorant too of of exactly what to learn to get out of our situation but all those things were there um you know but i it it took you know the the advantage that people that come from these uh 
you know, in, uh, come from communities that already have been doing this have is that when they, you know, that my children are going to have is that there's not going to be a question for them. You know, my oldest son now is 12 years old. There's not going to be a question for him about, uh, you know, what he should put his money towards, yeah. talking to accountants, how the tax scenarios work. These are already things that are in his conversation now at 12 years old. When, I mean, for you to turn to me as a hood rat kid in a project in Northeast New Jersey in the 1980s during the crack epidemic and ask me, what's an asset? What's a liability? No fucking clue. I would just yeah. be like, I, I don't know. And I would just, I would probably Who's laugh. Who's buying cigarettes? I, I, <laughs> that was my first job was buying. Sold cigarettes. So that was my first job. I, I was a hustler. I, hustler, I went. We had three thousand families on our block in Jersey, and I would uh, go up and down the flights on the project every day. And I would order how you know how many how many packs you need today, you know Margaret, whatever. And I she'd give me <laughs> money, and I'd I'd add them all up. I'd take all the money down. I'd go to Alice's Deli. I'd buy. All the cigarettes for all the ladies who needed it. I'd put it in a garbage bag. It's the 80s. Nobody carted a eight-year-old kid. Nope. No. I remember buying uh, cigarettes from my mom. Yeah. yeah. Mom. Nobody. Anyway, they'd send you with a note. They knew. They didn't care. Throw you I, in jail now. Smoke, Jesus. You know? yeah. yeah. And I would go and I'd, you know, and I marked every pack up a quarter. Nobody gave a shit. They didn't, you know, it was basically a tip. And i distribute them. That was my, <laughs> that was my entrepreneurial experience. Eight you know. years old. I started my first uh, business at five, Weeding Gardens. <laughs> See, that's what Same I mean. Thing. This is weird. It's yeah. weird. We've all... Well, There's dude, no I came difference. from a pack of fucking jackals from who were raised by jackals and went to 12 yeah. different schools. And if I wanted anything, I was going to have to go out and get yeah. it. Yeah. Well, you know what? They might have not realized that they were doing a benefit to you by they saying do, They that, were. But they were. They weren't doing a benefit intentionally. No, 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 I know. Yeah. But I, I tell my, my, my son the same thing now. You know, they live in Troy. And I mean, depending on where you're at, that may or may not be a privileged place. You know, I mean, if you're in Bloomfield Hills, it's the wrong side of the tracks. But if you're in, you know, South Warren, that's an upstage, you know. Um, but they still don't get anything. No. You know, if they want something, if they want to go to camp, if they want to buy a game, if they want any of these things. Oh, well, that's fine. You could have that. You 100% can get that. How are you going to do it? What's your idea? How are you going to come up with a way to get the money for that? They can have anything they want. 100% of the things they can have. I'm not going to tell them no to anything, but I'm not going to give them shit. And that's not because I'm being an asshole. It's because this is, I mean, outside of like medicine and food, you know, I, I that they get. Maybe. <laughs> if they earn it. Yeah. But no. Go dig that hole. They're not allowed to just sit down. You know, one of the things that really pisses me off for some reason, and maybe it shouldn't, but it bothers me a lot, is when they want something, and then they're like, I can't wait for Christmas. I can't wait for my birthday because then I get this. And we're like, that's not the way this works. Like, if you want that, like, I'm not going to buy that for you. You know, unless it's like, you know, there's certain things I'll get. But for the most part, it's like, no, you can get that for yourself. And I don't want you waiting for your birthday to get it. You could have that in the next five weeks. This is how you can do it. And they up come up with the ideas dollars. to do it. Yeah, we, 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 got our we made own our money. own fiat <laughs> currency. I don't know if we can say that. Yeah, Perfect. You're competing with the Fed? Yeah, we've well, got an internal within Fed. Within our three children. Yeah. 
Micronesia. Yeah, do anything for those. Discount. Still better than the Euro. Yeah. It is, it is. Totally yeah, it's going to be around in a couple of years. Yeah, totally. You is. wipe your ass with the yen, you know. Yeah. The Desmond dollar is still going to be that. there. We got a bidet. No, but the, <laughs> the good part about it is the kids understand money earned is money spent. They get the point. Money, they understand money. And giving, we've tried giving they them actual money. They don't think getting a job is going to make them wealthy. But for they some think getting reason, a job is going to give them. Desmond dollar, like, they'll do anything for a dollar. <laughs> it's funny how these little hacks, they work on me too. Like, wait a second, why am I new? And then you figure out a way to trick yourself into doing what you should do. And then it totally works. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't care how it works. It, finally, it just needs to work. 12 years in, finally found something that works. But Yeah. All right. Well, did we answer all of your questions? I, nice I don't know to if we hear a little bit more from Gina. Of how do you uh, get your spouse involved in in whatever industry you're trying to get involved in? But um, I think pull them by the hair. <laughs> no, no, I it's think a little hot. That's I think later. It honestly, starts at the beginning. I think it starts <laughs> at the beginning. All right. You pick. You pick each other. That's how yep. it is. You can't make anybody do nope. anything. You pick each other from the beginning. Well, and you have to find their passion. I mean, if you do have somebody that wants to get involved, I mean, if you've, you know, if you if you want to buy houses and your wife is interested in the way they look at the end, then let her do it. Abandon. Nope. And this nope, nope. this is one thing I could say before we we shut off is that when when this first started happening, I had a control mechanism. He thought he did. I thought I had a control <laughs> mechanism that I I mean I needed to have. A control on every decision and each minor thing. So everything would be a debate about this or that or this. And we did uh, a couple house after a couple houses. Um, there was one house that we did. I don't even remember which house it was, but I remember conscientiously thinking she said something to me about one of the things she wanted to do, and I hated the idea. And I was like, absolutely not. That's a terrible idea. No, we're going to do this. Because I had one vision for the house. And me, as being an expert, perfect real estate agent that never gets anything wrong, knew that the market wanted this thing to be the result. And if you didn't do this, you'd fucking ruin it. We wouldn't make any money. And the whole world would burn. Oh, baby Jesus would cry. Not Jesus. Fire would rain from the sky. Not baby Jesus, Tommy. And... I remember immediately within the like five seconds of me seeing all of that and about to start this huge fist fight about it, I stopped immediately and I said, "You know what? I trust your judgment." To no, that's do. not what happened. <laughs> no, you're, yeah, that's no, exactly. You did what, not say no. I trust your judgment. That's literally said, the quote. No, no, we no, might no, be no, talking no. about the different different moment. I looked at Men you and I no, said, I said that phrase because I remember no. saying it. I was like, "That was a badass phrase." We might be thinking about a totally different time. What, no, what, what house are you talking about? I looked at you and I said, no man has ever bought a house. What, how, what, said, what house are you talking buy, about? I don't even fucking know, but I, this conversation sounds familiar. I say, <laughs> women buy houses. No husband has ever walked into a house no, and been like, true. we're buying this house. No. Women buy houses true. and I wanted that and that's what women wanted. Yep. This was End a different scenario. This is a different scenario because there wasn't even a fight about it. This was a moment where you were about to fight with me and we were about to get into a fight. And I just said, whatever you say, well, then go you said for it. it internally because yeah. it's not. No, and that was the out. end result was that you do whatever you want. This is Women buy houses, folks. They Women do. Women buy yeah. houses. Well, I got the other side of the argument, too. If you know you're right, sometimes you just have to do it and then do it as well as you can. And the other person will start following if you do it right. 
Well, so. sometimes it also doesn't matter at all because there's still a handful of things that have popped up in some of the houses that I will hate for the rest of my life that didn't affect the sale price. No. Correct. Even though I personally hated it. And I still hate it. I drive past the house and I want to punch it every day of my life. <laughs> However, <laughs> we got paid. That's it what I worked. Mean. At the end of the day, it has to be vanilla, biggest, whatever, buyer. Just get it done. Well, and I think communicate too. Commun- more communication. Yeah. It's difficult for me with my personality. We've no been talking about it. No matter the level of conversation. 30, 30 seconds and why aren't we fucking done it already? Yeah. <laughs> That's not the best approach either. Yeah. And if you're listening at home and you got your ass kicked several times, realize it's your fault and nobody else's. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, slowly start turning your life around, man. <laughs> All right. Well. I don't know exactly how long this ran. Doesn't matter. We got two episodes out of it. It doesn't because we're going to edit the hell out of it before you guys hear it. But this was a very interesting one. And we're probably not going to do another one like it for a long time. But we will come back or maybe. to this. Oh, we will. We'll come back. Just not for a while. Uh, next time out, we have Josh Sterling for the next, next two episodes of the podcast. Um, I think it's two. Yes, we have Ooh. two with Josh. And we'll be talking about some pretty interesting stuff that he's got going on. Um, yeah, we got, we, got, me. we got two. <laughs> Shiny object syndrome. Sorry. Continue. Josh Sterling. He's amazing. Josh no, Sterling. No, the end of the statement. Well, <laughs> we have to edit everything. Yeah. We no were edits. going to anyway, trust me. Jeremy oh, doesn't we were. edit. Yeah, we're yeah. going to sit down nope. and have a very long period of editing. Nope, Jeremy doesn't edit. Something like 20 to 30 minutes. Okay, maybe a little. 37 to an hour and a half. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, this has been a very, very interesting story time with Tommy. Uh, I appreciate having both of you beautiful ladies here to explain uh, the world to us. We obviously have no idea. We're babes in the woods floating through the world with I got one beards. more question for oh, Gina. Oh, for fuck's sake. What? Oh, what? One more. Yes. What's it like living with me? Oh, oh People actually ask me. One more that's question. Really? No. Hold because on. That's like a whole other episode. Yeah, I need like another bottle of wine. Yeah, no. exactly. Exactly. Just talk well, about then. it. What? What's it? Because people actually ask right, me this. Well, we're going to edit anyway now. So. Yeah. <laughs> Good point. What, what Good is point. What is it? What's it like living Exhausting. Jeremy. Go, 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 sleep. Exhausting. Go, 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 sleep. <laughs> you could do better than that. I can. How many weekends off? Never, ever. How many nights no. did movie theaters or... No. Yeah. I can't remember. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I went to the last Star Wars movie with other people. Yep. <laughs> you don't have any weekends off? No. Very recently I started. I will say... Life's too short, bro. Yeah. I will yeah, say I, that's yep. something that has changed in my world that has been beneficial is that I'm intentionally being more of a hood rat loser <laughs> on purpose we got money coming in. So I, it's, dude, my kids, I've got a 12-year-old son, a 10-year-old son, and a 5-year-old daughter. These kids require attention now. These kids require me being chill now. I require attention You now. require my attention. Yeah. My mother, everybody requires attention and chillness. And if Kate I ruin it all now, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if I fucking win. And this is nope. a high D problem I've got. Yeah. Winning means more yep. than just getting paid. 
Because yep. I've gotten paid before, and that was awesome. But now this is another fucking winning ticket. Like, Take I mean, the time to smell the roses, Mr. Farm Boy. You don't see how I farm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, let's yeah. talk about farming. Uh, yeah. I've seen you farm. It's a little intense. It mm. is. Yeah. Everything you do is One needs dirt. a vacation from farming. Or a vacation. Canning. We need to get Jeremy to the beach. Where there's oh, no, no possi- that's work too. No, there's then no possibility like, oh, of farming. Oh, no, he is out waist deep in the water fishing. Bro, you need to put a, what is the thing? A coconut. Rum. Yeah. No, he doesn't drink. We were fucking in God Costa Rica. We were God in Costa Rica. He is working by the pool at our it's house hard. by that's the hard. ocean. That's the it's hard problem. to tell if you're not drinking saves your life or ruins it. I, ruins I don't problem. honestly know. Both. I don't know. You don't know. What if you twenty one like years? There's half of your life ago. You have no idea. I can say the weed helps a lot. <laughs> yeah. That helps a no, lot. Straight up weed's really great. I, okay, so go to the beach. That might actually work in now. A hammock. That might actually work. Yeah. Hammocks Dude, are good. I own one of ham- those. A beach hammock from yeah. Brazil. Your foot's kind of touching the warm yeah, water. No, no. Yeah, maybe. Oh my god, I could totally do that right I now. I almost yeah. peed. Yeah, a little bit there. <laughs> Frankly, we are in the middle of February in Michigan. <laughs> We're like I, mean, beach. I almost peed a little. <laughs> Warmth. I, I, there is no part of me. 20 like umbrellas, though. We're so there fucking white. There is no white. part of me that has any passion for the winter. Like, I mean, I could pretend that <laughs> I give a shit about hard. this. Really no, hard. I tolerate he to tries. the most ultimate extreme. Yeah. I don't. But I would willingly push the button if it burned all of the winter. <laughs> like, I would slam it so fast so all of the winter died. I hate it. I Dude, hate global warming is going to save us. Good. One week of snow? No, a picture of one week through a window while I'm next to a Christmas. fireplace. Oh, Christmas. Sipping yeah, hot no. cocoa. Yes. Yeah, With but no, not in reality. Lots of like, no. booze in it. Um, anyway, yeah. Lovely. Let's get to the beach. Yes, beach. That's I forgot goal, about everyone. that. Costa Rica was All right, everybody. This is everyone's awesome. goal. Send us deals because we need to go to the beach. <laughs> yes. Gina. How's that for privilege? Yeah, and Kate said so. All right, folks, if you haven't already, go on iTunes, rate and review. Takes a lot of time out of Tommy's day, and these beautiful ladies came out. Subscribe, damn it, to whatever subscription thing he's got up. Do all the things, right? Rate and review. Say hashtag, I love story time with Tommy. All right? Share this everywhere. Everywhere. Tell Gary V that he needs to come party with us, and we need to make a video, and... We want to be on this old house. There's a lot Pickles. of shit we need. This old house. If you haven't already. This go old to, house is religion at my house. Hell yeah, it is. Now, if you haven't already, go to TommyDesmond.com for all things Tommy. Go to OaklandCountyInvestors.com if you're interested in anything like that. And, of course, go to BiggerPockets.com forward slash user forward slash Tommy Desmond for all the things. He's Keller Williams agent, too. Share these things. It's worth doing. It takes a lot of time out of his day to do it. Let's hook a brother up. And till the next I podcast. Think, I think you're missing. No, no. I think you're missing RDI as well. No, they, they know it's me. Yeah. <laughs> they know it's me. Do they know, do they know that? It's all in the same network, man. Oh, okay. It's well, all right. Don't at all go to Renegade Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> Investors.com. Do it after next Saturday after you finally help me out. 
Gina fired our web developer. I so. did. So we're going to do that at my Flat house out. next weekend. So we if are. it's not functional by the time of this next <laughs> podcast, I want everyone who listens to this to send a picture of something inappropriate to Jeremy oh, through Jesus. Facebook. That's all you need to say. Yeah. Public. Yeah. Well, are oh, you yeah. saying something you're not going to do it? Too. Yeah. I may make sure I got my passwords ready. <laughs> Check it out, folks. Till the next podcast, crush it.